0: 19-year-old who would have celebrated her 20th birthday on Tuesday was found at a house in Leavesden Road on Saturday morning. Four men and three women, all from Watford, and aged between 33 and 17, have been arrested on suspicion of murder. A coroner has highlighted a lack of communication between doctors and nurses at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital following the death of a woman. 28-year-old Claire Allnut died from septicemia two months after being admitted last November. Coroner Thomas Osborne ruled she died as a result of a delay to remove an infected catheter. Claire's mother, Anne, says she had originally been admitted for a flesh-eating disease.
1: 85% of people that get that don't survive. So for her to get to the point where the next day she mm. was going to have the wound sealed up, you know, and talking about her coming home, um, for then for her to die of something like that that could so easily have been avoided if people had done their jobs properly...
0: The first major British military deployment to Sierra Leone to tackle the Ebola epidemic is on its way to West Africa. Almost 100 medics are being deployed. Local people would be given priority in buying new homes in their area under plans being unveiled in Milton Keynes today by the Labour leader Ed Miliband. Under the plans, councils would be required to reserve a proportion of their new homes for first-time buyers. Hertfordshire County Council is set to spend £1 million on a new website. This compares to a £30,000 bill for the previous upgrade. The council say the new website will be launched in 2016 and will help make savings of £240,000 a year, but these Hertfordshire residents are critical.
2: Well that's a total waste of money. They could fix some pavements they can do some home care for elderly people, couldn't they?
3: No joke, you've seen the rubbish they're doing down there. That's terrible.
0: Uh, That is extortionate. Anyone willing to pay that amount because there, there were people that would do it for a lot less. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons midfielder Delhi Alley played for England under 19s in their 4 2 win over Belgium in Luxembourg. The weather, heavy showers at first, but then dry with some bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
4: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio from nine, the JVS Show with the
5: big phone in, the hottest topic of the day and your consumer problems from twelve. Nick Coffer. with Andy Chesham, the man that owns a quarter of a million records here to value your vinyl from three. Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the
6: day's news, the latest travel and your stories from seven.
4: Mark Forrest.
6: I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio
4: today on B- BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: I
7: don't think so. Driving to Salford, driving from Salford, listening to a lot of BBC Local Radio. Let's just say, I know some of you hate me, but... um... You guys are very, very lucky. <laughs> very, very lucky. What,
8: are the shows uh, worse?
7: <laughs> yes.
8: You know why you saying this? Very disappointed we didn't win a text competition.
7: We entered a text competition a on B- BBC Shropshire.
8: Did you? Yeah,
7: our answer was too clever for them, and uh, we blew the, I think it was a lady's mind. Yeah.
9: What was the question, and why do you well, think it was a lady's They do
7: four at 3.30. Four what? Songs. Yep.
9: Topical songs, you've got to guess what the topic is.
7: Well, no, the songs aren't topical. Oh, the songs are songs. Prince, um, the beautiful lady, beautiful girl, is not beautiful a topical... The
8: beautiful lady in the world, in the whole wide
7: world. It's not, not a topical song. But the four songs link to a topical news story.
8: Oh. <laughs> it wasn't, as it turns out, the uh, dodgy waxwork belonging to no. the um, eldest of Spain's new princesses, Infanta Leonor. I can't we believe were... that, can you?
7: No. <laughs> And we were so angry, we were incorrect, we turned over before we found out the answer.
8: And now we're kicking ourselves. Yeah, why did we do that for?
7: That's stupid. Yeah,
8: but now you're lashing out, and, and really, we all know what this is about. Go on. Disappointment. I mean, we didn't get that chufty we badge. We didn't
7: get the chufty badge. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Those voices you've heard there, the angelic chimes of Kelly Betts. Hello. And Catherine Boyle.
10: Ah. <laughs> it's the sound of Dumbo list
7: name is Richard Wilson.
10: I don't believe
7: it. <laughs> how you go, didn't it, Kelsey? Yeah, how you go, didn't it? You thought, oh God, he's going to do it. No, no, no. Um, All this music runs out in a second. I should probably tell you what's coming up on the show. Taxi Row rumbles on. Technology Row just gets started. And Justin Dealey's a lover, not a fighter. So no rows for him today unless I diss Jason Donovan live on air.
6: Would never do such a thing.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties
7: Radio. Yeah, yeah,
10: yeah, yeah.
7: You got that song, Kels?
8: No. OK.
4: Oh, come on.
7: But <sighs> bet it weren't this good yesterday with Dealey.
8: Look at this. Oh, Look, a, look
7: at Dealey's biscuits he's given us, Kelly. Look, he's uh,
8: consumed... I, I suspect these might have been in Dealey's car for a while. Do you want a biscuit? You know why?
7: They're oh, all God. stuck together. He's given us a tube of digestives. They're all stuck together in one giant biscuit.
8: We have to eat them all in a one don't we, then?
7: Next you will be giving us a, um, uh, um, uh, a tube of biscuits with a snake popping out And then tomorrow we'll have a bag of nuts that are poisoned with anthrax
9: Whoa, hopefully not
7: That's taking it a little bit too far, isn't it, really?
9: Ian, can you clarify that the song I'm about to put in has no swearing in? Hey,
7: or well, let me... Oh, God, bludder You
9: Google the lyrics
7: I forgot we're at the BBC, we've got not allowed to have swearing lyrics, no. is it? Hang on a minute we're d- d- Stay tuned, though, guys, because... Jeeves? because <laughs> later on we'll tell you about how we um went to coronation street i've we were told on you
8: coronation street we
7: were like on that. coronation street we were um you were um pulling them off in the rovers weren't you yeah 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 i did she was just behind, them out. behind the bar pulling them off like nobody's business it was a beautiful sight to see I was Why are you <laughs> what do you want cock
8: and then you did get
9: out of my pub didn't you yeah,
7: oh. And there is no swearing in this song, Kelly Betts. Okay,
9: that's good. Play it then. Hang
7: on. I mean, yeah, there's no technical swearing. If you've been, if you've been to the Coronation Street set, it's like, it's like being Mike TV. It's like stepping into the television. It was wonderful. It was really odd. And so isn't Gail's house small?
9: Yeah. Isn't her house well, tiny? Well, she is only a tortoise.
7: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no. that, that's Dealy's favourite. Did Justin Dilly, a huge Coronation Street fan, as regular listeners will know, uh, was uh, well, Gail. I believe is the uh, the phrase these days that we were there and we were sending him pictures, taunting him.
8: But we were quite disappointed with the souvenir shop because I was ready to buy a lot of tats, but yeah. they didn't really have there very much. The souvenir shop was a little
7: bit um, um, disappointment.
8: They had um, those face masks that are made out of big photographs of people's, you know, faces. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but they didn't have a Gale one.
7: Oh, so if anyone has any Gail merchandise, we can buy. <laughs> Do not condone the drinking of alcohol, unless you want to get absolutely smashed. In which case, it's the only way to go. Oh, I'll Would you please me? Someone will complain. Love myself? Right, busy show, so let's crack on. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number if you want to take part now in the uh, wake of the row over taxi licensing in Milton Keynes, we've been contacted... You'll remember the story. The, 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 some dodgepots have been given taxi licence to drive, including one uh, thoroughly unpleasant um, um, serial rapist. Well, we've been contacted by a woman who believes that she's been let down by the system. Yasmin Lee decided to speak out after hearing our report about the decision to allow a violent serial rapist to drive a cab and the revelation that all taxi drivers in Milton Keynes will undergo background checks as a result. Yasmin has been speaking to our reporter, Ben Knight.
11: I was on a night out, went to uh, one of our local clubs, uh, my friend had ordered a taxi to go home, um, so a taxi turned up, I asked him if he was taking us to where I was going, he looked about and was like, yeah, asked for the money, so we got in, <clears throat> started driving us home the way anyone else would go home, but he drove past where I lived and went straight to where my friend lived, which, you know, it's a bit unusual, but once we've had a few drinks you don't really think too much into it but he dropped us off and then I was on my own and he started driving home but he was asking me questions, you know, who is that, is that your boyfriend, you know, questions that are a little bit unnecessary so he dropped me off, pulled into my estate, as I was getting out of the car he got out as well which doesn't ever happen but I thought maybe he was just being polite, opening the door for me I got out of the car and he proceeded to try... He was was just in my face, he just grabbed hold of me, he was trying to kiss my face. Um, I was trying to pull away and then as I turned around, he grabbed me and put his hand on my top and was just saying not very nice things to me. And I managed to get away from him. And that's when we called the police.
12: And, And so what happened once the police became involved? Were they there quite quickly?
11: Yeah, the police turned up within about five minutes. Um, took me straight down the police station where I had to sit there and take uh, DNA swabs of where he touched me and, and all that. Uh, had to do statements. That was the longest bit. Um, while I was there, they did say that they'd found the taxi and they found him pretty quick. And then that was pretty much it. They just took DNA swabs, went home and they had to get my clothes that I was wearing because I got changed. Um, and then they dropped me back home once I'd done all my statements and stuff.
12: And and so what happened after that? Did you hear anything about an investigation, the results of the DNA samples?
11: Um, It was quite a while before I heard anything. Um, They did say that they'd selected certain parts of my clothing to test, not all of them, which I thought was a bit odd, you know. I thought they would have done them all.
12: Did they give any reason for that?
11: No, no reason at all. They just decided these are the bits we're going to pick, you know. So I thought, fair enough, you know, they know what they're doing. Um... I had to go in for a, a, you know, to see if I could identify them, which unfortunately I couldn't because of the time of night it was and of how close he was in my face and that I turned away. I couldn't say for sure who it was, um, but that was the only thing I had to do other than the DNA tests. Um, and then it was quite a while after that. It was about, it was January until I heard anything. Um, they gave me a phone call. The police officer said he had caught him out lying, so he knows, you know. You don't lie about something if you haven't done anything wrong. But um, the people that do the DNA testing said that there was three different DNAs, but because there was such little amount of DNA, they didn't feel like it was worth their time or money to test it. So they just left it at that.
12: And, and so that was the end of the investigation, nothing further happened, and, and, and that was it? Yeah.
11: Uh,
12: I mean, how did that make you feel and and did it make you think twice about using a, a taxi in Milton Keynes after that
11: yeah I didn't use taxi for a long time because you know I think regardless of the amount of DNA there is you know evidence is evidence at the end of the day and if it's there and if it's happened why wouldn't you follow through and and see if it was his DNA it's just stupid D-
12: did you know what happened to the, the the taxi driver was he kind of suspended during the investigation was he driving the entire time did, Do you know if he's still driving now
11: I wouldn't have a clue. They didn't tell me I didn't know his name. Um, all I knew was what company he worked for, but they didn't say anything, they just said, you know, that that's the end of it, we're really sorry. But I don't know if he's still we he could still be working there now, I haven't got a clue. I don't know if he was suspended I hope he was. And I hope he's not there now, but you know.
12: I mean would you want to see someone investigating more thoroughly and, and would you hope that the licensing board would actually take a lot of consideration over kind of previous incidents and things like that
11: oh yeah definitely you know they should take everything seriously especially in considering it's not just women that use taxis it's children you know lots of vulnerable people and especially on the night out you know a lot of women are told to use taxis because it's safe you know if they're not checking these people enough it's not safe is it you know they're people that you should trust and i don't trust them at all anymore
3: far this morning, checking on the speed sensors seems to be building up slightly on the Great North Road, approaching the Black Hat roundabouts where those major roadworks are continuing. Do expect delays on Standing Way in Milton Keynes, just at the Kingston roundabouts as roadworks are continuing there, often causing delays through the rush. The M25 um, heading anti-clockwise, looking a little bit slow between Junction 25 Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11 as those roadworks continue there. So far, not seeing any problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Right, 6.17, it's uh, Thursday, gosh, the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that Milton Keynes' taxi licensing services was rated as weak in January last year. This summer, it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered 19-year-old Shahana Uddin to come forward with information. Some pe- uh, Seven people sorry, have been arrested. And Hertfordshire County Council is sp- set to spend £1 million on a new website. The council say the new website will help make savings of £240,000 a year.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
13: There were golds galore in Glasgow. Commonwealth Games as a whole was an amazing experience and to bring back the the, the amount of medals that we
14: did was was
13: amazing.
10: Well, what a performance!
13: But once again, we also want to celebrate our unsung sporting heroes this year.
9: She's an amazing coach really, really inspires us. So
13: who will you nominate?
9: She understands how we feel and everything.
13: We're looking for someone who's made their contribution for no reward but had the enjoyment of seeing sport flourish in our local communities. To make your nomination, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsunghero and download a form. The closing date is the 20th of October, with our 2014 Unsung Hero announced at this year's BBC Sports Personality of the Year.
15: You can't bottle it.
13: <laughs> get inspired and get nominating.
16: A very old friend came by today prettiest green eyes anywhere and the reasoning of his latest flame Though I smiled the tears inside were burning I wished him luck and then he said a goodbye He was gone but still his words kept returning What else was there for me to do but cry This girl was in my arms and swore to me She'd be mine eternally And Marie's the name of his latest flame Though I smiled, the tears inside were a-burning I wished him a-walk and then he said goodbye He was gone, but still his words kept returning what else was there for me to do a What Would you believe that yesterday This girl was in my arms and swore to me She'd be mine eternally And Marie's name of his Yeah, Marie's name of his Oh, Marie's name...
7: Elvis Presley, what a naughty, naughty, naughty man he was in so many ways, and uh, highlighted by that song, probably based on a true incident in his life, where he had it away with the girl of his best friend.
8: I like Elvis Presley, naughty or not.
7: Uh, I don't like Elvis Presley. Too
8: naughty. You don't Too naughty.
9: To now, anyway. Sorry. You don't have to now. There
7: was a. Pe- you're right. There was a period in the '70s when you had to like Elvis Presley. It was. It was a law that was introduced. By um um um, By Billy Wobbles. Billy Wobbles introduced it, of course. Now, get this. Questions are being asked. Get this. What a way to start a story. Questions are being asked about Hertfordshire County Council, uh, about why Hertfordshire County Council is sent to spend up to a million pounds on a new website despite facing the biggest funding cuts in their history. The figure was uncovered in the, the course of a Freedom of Information Act from the Daily Telegraph. The last upgrade was around five years ago and cost £30,000. Or oh, we can speak to uh, Andy Sylvester, who's campaign manager for the Taxpayers' Alliance. A million pounds, Andy, for um, uh, a website. Sounds,
15: sounds a lot to me it sounds an extraordinary amount uh, especially when you contrast it to what was spent just 3 years uh, 5 years ago sorry the 30,000 pound figure now i know that digital technology has improved but i don't think it's improved by 970,000 pounds worth
7: they claim that this will save them um, just under a quarter of a million pounds a year because um, there won't be so many people who'll be phoning up the offices. Um, I'm trying to find the other reasons for how it's going to save that much money because it <laughs> seems a lot. It will be, it will cost less to run. It'll be easier to use, and they estimate there'll be fewer calls made to customer services.
15: I have to be honest I've got a certain degree of scepticism with that argument we were playing around with the website yesterday in the office um, and we managed to pay our council tax in five clicks and two of those were on a different website we were directed to uh, so I don't see how we, this this argument stands up frankly what it sounds to me if I'm honest is that someone's got very excited about having an all singing all dancing website yeah. uh, as if it were a company a marketing exercise and hasn't thought that this council website is basically there just so you can pay bills just so you can keep up with local events and so you can report Port broken streetlights. Ultimately, councils need to remember they're there for essential services, not for marketing. I
7: sense. had a look at it this morning, Andy, and you're right. It, it, it's pretty straightforward to get around. You've got all your different languages. You've got your. It, it, it's quite clear how, how to get around it.
15: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You always have to ask, especially at times like this when finances are stretched, you know, Britain's £1.3 trillion in debt and we are going to have to make some necessary savings. Of course, some of those are going to be painful. uh, But it's pretty painful then to see the council bigwig's spending a million quid on a website that's going to make them, I'm sure, look absolutely fantastic. Uh, with lots of shiny new pictures of them cutting ribbons at local you know, parish halls and all that sort of jazz. Um, at the same time as they're cutting frontline staff and things like social care. Do
7: uh, local authorities have a duty to restrict spending
15: in, in areas like this, technological improvements? I think they have a duty to deliver essential services and to spend taxpayers' money responsibly. Uh, ultimately council tax is there for essential services it has to be spent on essential services i think it absolutely makes sense to ensure that the technology is there uh, to you know pay council tax online quickly to report street lights. as i say of course that makes sense we're I living in mean, the 21st century it makes sense to have that kind of internet capability it doesn't make sense for them to spend a million quid uh when a million quid is not easily found
7: i wonder how many other websites have cost a million pounds. uh, uh, Because, you know, uh, if you want to get a small little website done for yourself, it's about 1,500 quid. The last one cost 30,000 pounds. I just wonder... if if maybe, I I haven't had a website built for many years, maybe there has been a huge change in the way websites are built and and the costing of it.
15: Well we were doing a bit of research uh, this well again yesterday in the office and we found a couple of councils that had spent around £100,000 Rosshire in Scotland uh, upgraded their website at the end of last year uh, for £140,000 and I in my traditional research uh, asked a very good friend of mine from university who's now a web designer and he reckoned somewhere around £100,000 for an all singing all dancing council website so frankly i I don't know where the million pound has come from and i don't know where the figure for the savings has come from you'd have to uh i think we need to interrogate the council a little more and also if that is the case then there has to be clear monitoring and accountability beyond that uh if they come back to us in three years time and say oops it didn't actually save any money it just cost a million pounds then questions are going to have to be asked
7: well, hopefully, later on in the show, we're going to be speaking to Taryn Pearson, who's the uh, assistant director of customer services at Hart's County Council. So um, we'll, we'll be able to put those points to him. Andy, I really appreciate your time uh, this morning. Annie Sylvester from the Taxpayers Alliance. A million. I'm, 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 I'm really uh, struggling. I'm, I'm doing my best to, um, to get my head around how it could cost a million we need if you're kind of a web designer if you build these kind of things as we know a lot of very very clever people listen to the show what where, well where, where would the million a million pounds on the website where would that go and also get, go and have a little look at the hearts county council website does it, does it need um upgrading it looks it, i understood it it looks quite basic it looks quite straightforward but i could get around it this morning
8: is it something to do with I don't know accessing your files what? directly or something? I don't understand oh, why would
7: need. It's like I've. It's literally like I've just asked my mum about yeah, it. Yeah, I
8: know. I don't understand why it would cost that much.
7: Uh, is the web? Uh, we'll, we'll ask Taryn later on uh, when Taryn comes on. Is the website just the website that we see, or is it a whole new computer network within um, Harts County Council? A whole new computer like system, a system. An yeah. upgrade of that the system. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? It would have to be something like that. It would have to be something like that. It can't just be the website. Can't be. Can't be. There we go. We've solved it. Possibly. Or have we? We'll find out. And when's Taryn coming on? An hour's time. We'll uh, put it to Taryn then. 08459 oh, double five five double five is the telephone number. <laughs> Kelly's had some exciting news. You've had a baby.
9: Uh, my stick insect has had a baby. But,
7: but outside the stick insect house.
9: But outside its house and no eggs.
7: That's weird.
9: A bit of a mystery. So
7: there was, uh, um, uh, yeah. Well, when, when time comes on uh, later, we'll, we'll ask her. Um, uh, not about stick insects. That'll be inappropriate. Although you never know, she might be an expert. Yep. Eggs. Uh, so your stick insect lives. In, what does it live inside? Because mine lives inside like a sort of butterfly net.
9: Really? Yeah. Oh. Is yours in a fish tank? Uh, no. Like a, a box. Which is
7: a cobble box. A see-through. A see-through. A
9: see-through box. A see-through box? Yep. A tank, you mean? No. Like a fish tank? Like what you'd get... Fishing? ...from from Sainsbury's. What? Just like a standard box. It can't see out? Yeah, it can see out. It's see-through. It's a fish tank? No. I'm so confused. Plastic. Okay,
7: you've got a plastic fish tank.
9: tank. Sure, well, whatever. And uh, I've poked little holes in the lid. Or is it a vivarium?
7: A vivarium? Have Mm -hmm. you got a vivarium? No. What? Because I need to get... How do you get your sticks to stand up?
9: What do they just Do...
7: Sticks don't just stand up, mate. They lie down. That's basics.
9: Oh, Oh. you put sticks... So you're talking about the leaves now? Yeah,
7: the sticks. Because they're stick insects, so they're supposed to have sticks to climb on?
9: No. Mate? No. Mate? Mate? Yes? No. Yes! (laughs) No! Totes! They climb up the box and all on the leaves. Oh, mate! And I've put... um, No wonder they're trying to get out! They're confused. They think the air is hard. No, the leaves...
7: Are on sticks?
9: Yeah, basically. So there are sticks? Well, it was bramble, and it's you cut it low, and then the leaves were at the top. So there are some sticks? So there are yeah, sticks. Why? To the I'm so
17: confused.
7: Why did you say there were no sticks?
9: I got confused.
6: Flipping <laughs> out, mate. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Take a look in at Milton Keynes and do expect some delays on standing wet at Newport Road. Some roadworks taking place there often causing delays through the rush. In Brickett Wood, looking heavy already on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. The M25 itself, major roadworks continue between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11, so do expect some delays there. At the moment service is suspended on the Metropolitan Line between Ryslip and Uxbridge is due to a signal failure.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. It's emerged that Milton Keynes Taxi Licensing Services was rated as weak in January last year. This summer it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered 19-year-old Shahana Udin to come forward with information. Seven people have been arrested. Local people would be given priority in buying new homes in their area under plans being unveiled in Milton Keynes today by the Labour leader Ed Miliband. And County Council is set to spend 1 million pounds on a new website. The council say the new website will help make savings of 240,000 pounds a year. Three Counties Sports.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Milton Keynes-Dons midfielder Delhi Alley played for England under-19s in their 4-2 win over Belgium in Luxembourg. He'll now return to the Dons squad after a week away, ahead of Saturday's return to League One action at Leighton Orient. Watford's chief executive Scott Duxbury meets with supporters at Vicarage Road this evening. The question and answer session comes as the club's fourth head coach this season is preparing for his first game in charge on Saturday. The former president of the Ferrari Formula One team, Luca de Montezemolo, says for Fernando Alonso will leave at the end of the season. Sebastian Vettel is leaving the Milton Keynes Red Bull team to replace him. More from James Allen. Fernando Alonso's
18: departure from Ferrari comes after five seasons without a championship. Outgoing chairman Luca Montezemolo said the divorce is because Alonso's at an age where he cannot wait to win again. The Spaniard is 33 and Ferrari face a long road back to glory. This year, with a new management coming in, first with Marco Mattiacci replacing Stefano Domenicali as team boss and then Sergio Marchionne replacing Montezemolo as chairman, Ferrari want a driver who's committed to the team and wants to play a leading role in turning things around over the next three seasons. So they hired Sebastian Vettel.
0: And AP McCoy has told the BBC he wants to retire whilst he's still champion jockey. He recorded his 150th winner of the season at Weatherby yesterday and is on course for his 20th successive Jockeys Championship. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at 7.
4: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Uh, Larry says, "Why do they need to change the website? A million pounds is excessive." And as Scott Keane says, "The wife got hers done for three hundred and ninety-nine quid." I suspect that the Hearts County Counter web- website is, is, would, would need a little bit more work than three hundred and ninety-nine pounds. Unless a...
8: your wife is, I don't know, Mrs. Uh, Armani.
7: Yes, I, mean, I, I suspect that um, the, the wife Scott has got a GoDaddy. Got a GoDaddy. Yeah, a GoDaddy or something, something like that. And uh, Catherine Boyle has joined me on the studio. In mm. the studio. Mm. Um, I have. Which, Yes, we um, went to a fabulous restaurant on Tuesday night. Meat. We yeah, went meat, to a, a meat we? specialist. Oh, I, f- I feel like I'd eaten a whole cow. As we were result- meat drunk.
8: Yeah, and as a result, we didn't really eat properly all day. Yesterday, we ate mostly sweets. But uh, so I think that is the cleansing of the palate done.
7: Yeah. And then as we get this, Kelly, you'd like this one. Oh, busted. She's eating the big biscuit. Busted, mate. Busted! You're like this one. We then went back to the car park where we parked the car, right? And mm-hmm. there's an old fella.
8: Oh. It, well, no. He was doing something with his crotch. I kind of averted he had his, my eyes.
7: Kind of trousers here a bit, right? Yep. Down a bit, and his belt and his fly run down, and he went. It, and it didn't. It, 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 it was said to put my mind at ease. It didn't.
19: Don't worry, I'm not having
9: a pee. What was he doing? Well, I, I don't
7: know. I
8: would have. Preferred to know he was having a wee, to be honest. Otherwise, yeah. what are you doing with He actually said, down? don't worry,
7: cock, I'm not having a pee, which made it even more... Maybe a... he
9: wasn't talking to you.
7: Oh eight four five nine four double five. Yeah, right, maybe there was somebody else there that we hadn't it's spotted. It's a term of Thank endearment. You. Yes. Oh, 08459 five, 455 double, 555. Double, Any ideas what that man was doing with his tinkle? Oh...
20: Uh.
8: I think he was. He,
7: maybe he was having a, he was, It's a shame, because I like a wee in a car park, as you know.
8: Yeah, but he was facing towards the crowd. I mean, <laughs> you know, you do it discreetly, don't you? Not just by where people pay to get the tickets First from. rule of
7: comedy, Spike. Never turn you back an audience. <laughs> um, he was um, Anyway... It was a
8: shame. He was doing something he shouldn't have been, He was doing, that's for doing sure. something
7: very, very naughty. The reason we're telling you this, and the reason we'll probably talk about Coronation Street... And, oh, get, this is brilliant, right? So we went to the Coronation Street. We're doing this... We're, we're in, in Salford, right, doing something, Right. Uh, And we finished early And Kath jokingly said Oh, we should go to Coronation Street And I jokingly said Yeah, that's a really good idea But I was actually thinking I want to get home Because I want to beat the traffic
8: And then I said Actually, we should go
7: And I went Do you know what? Yeah, let's go to Coronation Street And then Lady Boss said Oh, I'll come to Coronation Street So we booked some tickets We went to Coronation Street (laughs) We went to the actual Coronation Street It was nuts We're walking around Coronation Street I pulled the pint in the Rovers Well, I pretended to Let's get the... P- i tell t- you what, Kels, we'll send you the picture of um, the, the two of us outside the Rovers.
9: Oh, all the house is there? Yes! It's Coronation <laughs> Street! Coronation Street? It's Coronation it's Street! Coronation Yeah!
7: It's it's Coronation. We no, went there...
9: There no the one in mine, was there? No. The cat at the beginning, was that there?
7: No, the cat had the cat, been run the cat's over. The dead. Yeah, oh, the cat's guys. dead.
9: That ginger one. Wow.
7: But this is what they're doing on halloween right let's, let's get this let's this make. is
8: the best idea
7: this is ever. the best idea ever right so we're talking to the lady i don't need the spooky voice yet we went to the gift shop which i'll be honest was rubbish i
8: could think of some brilliant gifts for that oh shop. it was
7: rubbish what would you have in there then flying ducks yeah hot pot yeah oh, yeah r- r- microwaveable hot pot
8: yeah 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 or a, or, a, or a postcard with a hot pot recipe on it
7: yeah yeah something like that i want to think of a funny one and join in your game um
8: I know as well I was thinking about this on the way into work Yeah, um, some glasses like Deidre's
7: glasses like Deidre's oh. that you could buy for say, your kids A&T glasses A&T. like Deidre's
8: oh
19: good one mate. oh Tracy
7: oh Tracy could- a box that did that if you pulled the string um, let me think of one let me think of one let me think of one please oh Tracy love let oh, me in sh- sh- let me see. I want to join in the game let me think of one that they could sell uh, flying ducks
9: Oh, wicked! Thank you, ma'am.
7: Anyway, so we said to the woman because Justin Dealey is a big fan of Coronation Street and genuinely is, and he's got the hots. I
8: know a glasses repair kit, Jack Duck. Jack Duck, does glasses repair, repair kit? And yeah. you know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know
7: the funny things about <laughs> No, it's plaster. Anyway, so we said Justin Dealey loves Gail Platt um, or Gail Tilsley, She'll always be to me. I think I don't think she should marry again after. Um, uh, uh, how did uh, where and how did Brian Tilsley die? Guys, uh, in the
8: back of a van, running, getting beaten up. <laughs>
7: no, mate. He got stabbed outside a nightclub in Slough.
8: I thought he was a Fitbit.
7: So did he. He went off to make movies. Uh, I can't wait for those movies to be released. Uh, anyway, so we said to the woman, have you got any Gail Tillsley products? She said, no, we haven't. I said, that's disappointing. And then we were chatting and I said, oh, we, you know, we just popped in on the off chance." She said, oh, you should come back for Halloween. And I said, why? And she said, well, there's going to be a Halloween special.
8: She didn't say it like that. Say the voice. Do the voice.
7: Oh, there's going to be
6: a Halloween special. You're all invited.
7: Everybody's
21: invited. <sighs> there's going to be a Halloween special. It's going to be really re- scary. So.
8: And what does this Halloween special comprise?
7: I'll tell you. She's going to, this woman we spoke to is going to decorate. I'm going to decorate houses. Right, you, you do it in the voice. Go on.
8: I'm going to decorate the houses. We're going to get the actor the
7: pleasure. No, no, don't, you don't ruin a it. Meal. Don't ruin that, bit. Do the bit about the kids knocking on the door first. You can knock on doors
4: and we'll decide whether you get a trick or a treat.
7: Now do the scary bit.
4: We're going to get Richard Hillman in with a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Hillman's going to be running around the set with
7: a glove and a wrench in his hands.
9: What's so, ordinary children? You can go and knock on the doors there. Yeah. Yeah, trick or treat. That's great. Trick, trick or treat or yeah. bludgeoned no, to death by serial no, killer.
7: The, the, the good bit is that uh, Tricky Dicky's going to be there. Richard Hillman is going to be there.
9: Don't know who that is. Oh.
7: We totally wasted that story oh, on we her. We did the voices. We should have done that sure with Justin. Other,
9: others were listening to it. Mm.
7: The reason, anyway, the reason we're banging on about this is because there ain't nothing in the papers. Uh, it's well, there's empty. A, there's a
9: van with some uh,
8: breasts on it. I don't know <laughs> spotted that because it was next to some larger on. breasts on I, page three. I, I Posters that. of boobs on the side of vans have been pla- blamed for causing more than 500 crashes in a single day. Motorists said they were distracted by the ads on 30 trucks showing a model cupping her bare breasts with the slogan, they attract. Dozens of accidents reported within hours of the vehicles hitting the streets. Crash victim Ildar Yuryev, 35, said, I was on my way to a business meeting when I saw this truck with a huge photo of breasts on it go by. Then I was hit by the car behind two behind who said they'd been distracted by the truck. It left me late, my car in the garage and out of pocket. Oh, it's it's in Moscow, Russia. Everyone carry on.
7: Um, Beyonce's had a Dave Hill. Dave Hill, of course, the lead guitarist is that from Slade. Real, though, is that real? What do you mean? Is that real?
8: Are we talking about her hair? She's
7: had a bowl cut. Yay. a la Dave Hill.
8: I've had fringes like that in the past oh, when my mum got the scissors out.
7: Oh, um, we'll have a we'll have a Slade song actually. I'll give you a Slade song, a Slade song to find because I fancy a bit of Slade. They're a good yeah. band, Slade. Yeah. If they, my theory about Slade is, if they hadn't dressed it like complete and utter idiots, they'd be as big as Led Zeppelin. Seriously, because they were they were flipping brilliant. Their songs, are flipping brilliant.
8: I just think Noddy wants to do other things. Um, um
7: I've
9: got. Come on, fill the. Noise
7: no, no, we're hands. gonna. No, no, we're gonna
9: find a. Baby, good one. baby, baby. Ah!
7: Um. Oh, um. Uh, um.
8: Oh. Oh, I've got a good story.
7: Hang on a second. Uh, I come day. if every every day. I come for every if every, day? Day is every good. Let's, let's have uh, every yeah, day. Yeah, then. Go yeah. on. Yeah, go on. What's your story?
8: A council bin man was sacked after a 13... Sacked? Yeah. No, hang on, don't it, get... This is a serious story. Is this
7: story rubbish or not? <laughs> oh, it's a serious. Oh it's actually a serious story. I retract everything I said. I a council aware.
8: bin man was sacked after a 13-year-old girl said he wolf-whistled at her.
7: I... Did I not tell you this story? No. Or maybe I did it at the other place. All right. Yeah, no, this is incredible. Yeah, he was a school girl in a school uniform, and he, uh... <laughs> all right, darling... Got the sack. Yeah.
8: You told it already, so don't Well, I. I've
7: told it to a different audience, so... Why are you
8: telling them before us?
7: Because <laughs> I prefer them. <gasps> oh!
8: Oh,
22: oh, oh! Oh.
10: Every day when I'm away, I'm thinking... Except for we two and you.
7: on and feel the noise. Feel that noise. Um, we'll, we'll do the, the Richard Madeley, Judy Finnegan thing in, after the, the, the weather, I think, because I think it requires a little bit of analysis. Yeah. He's, Madeley is very... Um, the cynic in me is saying Madeley has very cleverly um, uh, uh, um, spun the Judy Finnegan rape story into their favour. I don't, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards, because okay. it's, it's confusing me. What have you got?
8: This, and this, this could be under the heading of um, Teaching Techniques of the Past that wouldn't roll now. Oh, yeah, go on. A pupil lay screaming under a beanbag for five minutes while his teacher sat on top of it. Oh. A misconduct hearing was told.
7: Misconduct? That's a funny name for a teacher. No, his name is Philip Meredith. Have you got a job? Have you got a name? Does your name fit your job? For example, are you Mr Sausages and you're a butcher? Or are
8: you Mr. Fish and a fishmonger?
7: Or maybe you're Ms. Corpse and you are an undertaker.
8: Yeah, that'd be odd, wouldn't it?
7: Or perhaps you're um, um, Johnny Rubber. And you work in a sexual health clinic,
8: or maybe your name's Billy Wobbles and you make jellies.
7: Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five, five. Or maybe um, your your name is Dave Luton and you're actually from, from Luton. Me. No, give us a call. That, oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five, five, five.
8: That could never happen. Anyway, so back to this beanbag with a child rubber. underneath it. Yes. Um, Philip Meredith is also accused of holding the lad, aged ten or eleven, with his face against the carpet. He uh, allegedly did the same to another boy and shouted inappropriately at kids. I remember teachers shouting. There's when I was never a kid. An,
7: any inappropriate shouting at children.
8: Teaching assistant Ellen Sheldon saw the November 2011 incident involving a beanbag the size of a double bed. She told the hearing there was a fight. Pupil A was put in restraint by Mr. Meredith. I didn't see how he got under the bag, I could see his feet kicking. They'll be shouting people, get off get off.
7: They'll be so, well shouting at a teacher. They're disrespectful. There'll be some people going, "Yeah." And
8: Why was this kid being restrained? I'm imagining that it was before either his safety it, or the safety of others. He was a nutjob. Well, it sounds as if there was a fight All in right. the classroom.
7: Is there ever any excuse for a teacher putting a beanbag on a child and sitting on him? 08459 four double
6: five five double five. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 this morning, heading southbound. Rather slow moving, just around junction 11 of Dunstable Road. Very heavy now on the M25, heading anti clockwise between junction 21 for the M1 and junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also in Bricketwood, looking very heavy already on the North Orbital Road, just at junction 21A for the M25. And taking a look at the M25 heading. Clockwise, just getting in the one lane's blocked uh, between junction 26 for Waltham Abbey and junction 27 for the M11. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much. it's uh, Thursday the 16th of October I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio It's emerged that Milton Keynes' taxi licensing services were rated as weak in January last year. This summer it was revealed that one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered 19-year-old Shahana Udin to come forward with information Seven people have been arrested And Hertfordshire County Council is set to spend one million pounds on a new website. The council says the new website will help make savings of
6: £240,000 a year.
4: Let's get the weather, here's Georgina.
23: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
23: Good morning. Well, some of us having a bright start to the day, but there is a bit of mist and murk around elsewhere. There's a band of showery rain that's pushing northeastwards, eastwards but I think we'll probably just about to see the back of that very soon. And uh, some sunny spells to look forward to. Uh, maybe some showers this afternoon, but we ser- certainly won't all see those with highs of 17 or 18 degrees Celsius. Now, tonight, it uh, looks like we could see a spell of heavy rain if it makes it as far as us. It's coming up, up from the continent. Um, but otherwise, showers with uh, lows of 12. 12 degrees, And tomorrow, just a chance of showers, uh, but otherwise quite bright, clouding over. And by the evening, we're looking at some light patchy rain. Quite a muggy night tomorrow night as well, with highs of 18 degrees Celsius. So we're still holding on to these temperatures. They're a little unusual for this time of year, a good few degrees above what they would normally be. Over the weekend, though, it looks like we'll be getting some rain at some point. Whether it gets to us as soon as Saturday remains to be seen, we'll obviously keep you posted on that front. But uh, certainly Sunday is looking like a wet day. And that's your latest forecast.
13: On Saturday, get ready for an afternoon full of excitement. Oh, it's
24: an awesome amazing goal. goal. Sam Wood has just
7: clinched the Goal of the Season Award. Free County Sport is here from two, with unrivaled coverage of all
13: our local teams.
10: How about that? The Mathieu Vitra!
13: Wickham, Stevenage, MK Dons, Watford and Luton are all in action. Curling
10: stop! What a
7: we'll bring you all the build up live commentary and all the reaction after
13: the final whistle. We had like a sloppy time today but we've won 2-0. Three County Sport Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: And with the lipstick down his mouth And you might think he doesn't care that much at all But they always come back they always come back When he returns, he puts you in a situation But it's too late to have that kind of conversation It's not your job to show this boy some education, though. on his own feet. they always come back. Yeah, they always come back. Ooh. When he returns, he wants you in a situation. But it's too late to have that kind of conversation. It's not your job to show this boy some education.
7: That was uh, I like that. Really, She's, um, quite shouty. I like it. So energetic, isn't she? She's vigorous. Really, very energetic, wasn't she, Justin? Incredible. Really? great, great track. So much energy there. Yeah, absolutely. Great tune. Great number. Great hair. Ooh.
8: You wait till you see her hair.
7: Oh, I, I can imagine it flopping all over the place. No, it's very springy. It's springing all over the place. Mm. You're right, know, Justin. Yeah, a bit vibing je- this morning. A bit jealous of us, isn't it? Why? I'm looking at a picture of me going into Fizz's house, mate.
25: Yeah, okay. <laughs>
17: Cannot believe that. <laughs> there I was yesterday working my backside off for you. Oh, standing what you in. Doing? Oh, yes. Well, we're going to go and do a, a, a big debate about radio and yep. how to make great radio. And then all I see is pictures on Twitter <laughs> all day of you on Coronation Street. What's that all about? Follow me on Twitter at Ian I'll put a picture of me outside Rovers. There we go. Bang out of order. Yeah. yeah Where, well. Where's my signed Gail Platt roll neck?
7: I told you, you that. Yeah, they had no um in all of the pictures, why am I pretending
17: to do my coat up?
7: You thought that was um, what you do on the street. I did think that was a funny <laughs> thing to do. Actually, I look stupid. It looks good, I like it. Thank you, mate. It was, so I'll do a picture of me at the Rovers and picture of me outside Roy's Rolls. How Ooh, about that? Great stuff. Uh, we
17: haven't got anything for you today, Jess. And uh, no, I've got something very good. Oh, very go very, very what good. You got? Okay. What you got? Well, after seven, I'll be talking about Hertfordshire and the fact that the council there are spending one million pounds, yes, one million pounds on a new website. Yeah. Reaction to come. But also the big news of the day for me in the Daily Mail: suspenders are back. Oh, Have you me. heard about this? I've, I've, oh no, 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 I haven't. It says, "Don't groan. This time they're so comfy you may actually want to wear them." Oh, and do you want to wear them, Just? Not for me personally. Have uh, you were ever worn s- them? Uh, no, no, I haven't actually. You should wear them. No, I've, you know I've got a thong, but that comes out on on Saturdays only. I won't go too far with, with the suspenders. Blimey. You've got locked, to or...
14: clip them
8: to for a start, By sounds it. Well, are they
17: hold-ups or, or suzzies? Proper sussies. What? What I've got? No, the the suspenders. Hold-ups.
8: Yeah, you're thinking stockings. The suspenders are the elastic bits these are proper suspenders
17: (laughs) they are back according to the mail Uh, they were once scratchy and reserved for first dates now suspender belts have gone streamlined and high tech but are they suitable for a mother of three in her 40s wow that's specific yeah Charlotte Kemp here Um, she tries out the best suspenders on the high streets Uh, suspenders do you get along that's what I'm thinking You've Um, left left me literally speechless. You're
7: you're
8: going to approach women in the street, in the Mm -hmm. darkness, and ask them whether they would wear suspenders.
17: Well, yeah. If it's in a national newspaper, (laughs) let's take it to the street. (laughs) I don't get what the beef is this morning. This is market research.
7: Fella, then let's do it. If that's what you've got, then that's it. We're going for it.
17: Yeah, you want to go with it? I want to go with it. Yeah, let's do it.
7: See you later on.
8: Take care. He's definitely going to get
7: arrested. He lives in a world of his own, doesn't he? He lives in a world of his own. Uh, there's nothing really in the papers. I mean, I, 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 I tell you what, let's, we'll do the, 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 the Judy Finnegan thing a bit later on, shall we? Okay. Let's have a bit of this.
21: Penny Lane, there was a bar for sure.
3: three counties radio very heavy at the moment on the m1 heading southbound between junction 12 at flittick and junction 9 for redbourne the m25 heading anti-clockwise very slow on the speed sensors between junction 21 for the m1 and junction 20 at king's langley also looking rather heavy anti-clockwise between 17 at maple cross and 16 for the m40 Taking a look at the cameras in Boreham Wood and the Barnet Bypass is queuing between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And taking a look so far, the train service is suspended at the moment on the Metropolitan Line between Rice Lip and Uxbridge. This is all due to a signal failure there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: Are you go?
7: A million pounds for a website. Harts County Council, that's what they're going to spend. Uh, uh, it, it has to include. Like updating their files, and that's going to be for the whole.
4: a million? Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines Milton Keynes taxi licensing was rated weak last year. Appeal to friends of murdered Watford teenager and Harts County Council spending £1 million on a new website. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that Milton Keynes taxi licensing services was rated as weak as long ago as January last year. The service has been under scrutiny since it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. The row forced the resignation of the mayor in August this year. Our Milton Keynes reporter Craig Lewis has more. An audit in January 2013 identified 17 risks, including that licensing was not properly monitored, issues over the accuracy of the database, and that 81 CRB checks were overdue. A year later, a follow-up audit suggested four of these issues were still outstanding, and that was still the case last month. Milton Keynes Council told me yesterday that all but one of the issues has now been resolved. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered Shahana Udin to come forward with information. The 19-year-old, who would have celebrated her 20th birthday on Tuesday, was found at a house in Leavesden Road on Saturday morning. Four men and three women, all from Watford and aged between 33 and 17, have been arrested on suspicion of murder. A coroner has highlighted a lack of communication between doctors and nurses at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital following the death of a woman. 28-year-old Claire Allnut died from septicemia two months after being admitted last November. Coroner Thomas Osborne ruled she died as a result of a delay to remove an infected catheter. Claire's mother Anne says she had originally been admitted for a flesh-eating disease.
1: 85 percent people that get that don't survive. So for her to get to the point where the next day she Mm. was going to have the wound sealed up, you know, and talking about her coming home, um, for then for her to die of something like that that could so easily have been avoided if people had done their jobs properly.
0: The first major British military deployment to Sierra Leone to tackle the Ebola epidemic is on its way to West Africa. Almost 100 medics are being deployed. Local people would be given priority in buying new homes in their area under plans being unveiled in Milton Keynes today by the Labour leader Ed Miliband. Under the plans, councils would be required to reserve a proportion of their new homes for first-time buyers. Harfordshire County Council is said to spend £1 million on a new website. This compares to a 30000 Pounds bill for the previous upgrade. The council say the new website will be launched in 2016 and will help make savings of £240,000 a year. But Andy Sylvester from the Taxpayers' Alliance says the cost seems too high. Someone's got very excited about having an all-singing, or dancing website, uh, as if it were a company, a
15: marketing exercise, and hasn't thought that this council website is basically there, just so you can pay bills, just so you can keep up with local events and so you can report broken streetlights.
0: In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons midfielder Delhi Alley played for England under-19s in their 4-2 win over Belgium in Luxembourg. The weather, heavy showers at first, but then dry with some bright or sunny spells. A maximum temperature, 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties.
4: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone-in,
0: the hottest topic
4: of
5: the day, and your consumer problems. From 12.
4: Nick- Coffer
5: with Andy Chesham, the man that owns a quarter of a million records, here to value your vinyl. From three,
4: Roberto Peroni. I'm
5: here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your
7: stories.
6: From seven,
4: Mark Forrest.
6: I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC local radio
4: today on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: still with us. Well done, well done. Good work. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past seven. It's cold, it's wet, and I love it. Love it. A little over two months until Christmas. Yes, please, I'll have some of that. What's coming up on the show today? Well, the taxi row rumbles on. Technology, row just get started. Justin Dealey's talking about stockings. Oh. No idea where that came from. If you're a woman and you're being approached by, well, a tall fellow with a microphone, don't panic, don't panic. He knows not what he does. If you want to give us a call this morning, you're more than welcome to 08459... 455
6: 555.
4: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And
7: I should stress, you don't need to call in about the things we're talking about. You can call in about anything. Yeah. I, we don't mind. We've got very, very low standards here. That's, that's why we're doing our job.
8: We just want to hear from you, to be honest. Yeah. It's been a while. I just want
7: to touch you don't and to feel to... you and feel your presence and your spirit and your energy and your life force.
8: Or, or any of those not all of them but all at once that would be yeah, too much maybe
7: it would be a lot of energy that would be an energy life force overload let's
8: save some things for special
7: let's do but yeah four double five five double five. Catherine and I both being a little bit tired last night we had a very long journey drive back from Manchester oh.
8: yeah we had a moment didn't we where we thought people were going to start getting out of their cars oh, my, on the motorway which my, is always exciting my
7: engine was turned off on the M6 for a long time and then sat-nav took me a really stupid way I've never been that way to Manchester so I'd go coming from Manchester to, to Salford i go M56 M6 M1 but we, it, it took us off the M6 through like some country roads we and stuff
19: through, we went
8: past Altrincham what was, what was
7: that all about
8: your sat-nav I've, is screwing well I've
7: got because I had a sat-nav that was 10 years old and it just died on me I smashed the screen And um, uh, so I got a new... I don't know how to work it. it, So I have to follow the route. The other one I could say, no, don't take me this way. Take me another way. This one I have to do what it says. I am the slave to the satellite navigational system. Anyway, if you want to give us a call about anything, you're, you're welcome to. 08459 four double five five double five. Now, taxi licensing has been in the headlines since a driver was found to be working in Milton Keynes with convictions for four serious sexual assaults. Well, today we can reveal that in January last year, the new city's taxi licensing service was rated weak, with 81 CRB checks on drivers overdue. It took the council almost 20 months to resolve the issues raised in the report. Well, Andrew Geary was uh, the leader of the council when the audit took place. He joins me now. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Uh, the, the report, this report raises major questions Is about the taxi licensing services. D- did you know it was in such a mess?
22: No, nope, not at all. There's a good reason for that. The council obviously knew... But taxi licensing or licensing as a whole is generally not what comes under the auspices of the administration or the political administration. Just as getting planning permissions don't come under that, they come under the Development Control Committee. So it's a separate department within the council, is that right? Yes, it's, it's very much a department within the council, and the council knew. And there's no way that, as leader at the time, I'm going to try and pass the buck. But actually, having looked into this quite significantly now, I believe the right things were done at the time. i.e. the audit found that there were weaknesses. Those weaknesses were looked at by audit. They expressed concern. They looked at them again at a subsequent meeting and expressed further concern that nothing was being done about it. So they made a reference to the Regulatory Committee. Now, that is is absolutely the right thing to do. In a lot of cases, you would refer it to cabinet and to the political leadership. In these instances, you don't. You refer it to the regulatory committee, which I know has come under quite a bit of criticism for decisions it's made from from various sources, Mm. and, and justifiably so, I have to say. The regulatory committee actually took six months to get to the bottom of it, and in the end, in December last year, Decided that the action plan that had been put in place was adequate and they no longer wanted to see any more of it. They were quite happy and quite content that the action plan that was put in place by officers would solve the problems. Here we are, 20 months on, and they're still not solved. Although I do believe now that we're well on the road to having them solved. So,
7: so I guess there are two questions. One, how was the system allowed to get so screwy in the first place? And two, why is it taking 20 months to solve it?
22: Well, this is exactly problem. You go back to when this was first revealed, audit expressed concern and asked it to be brought back to their next meeting to show what had happened in the meantime expecting improvements. Meetings are on a three monthly cycle, it came back three months later and they were still not satisfied. They then referred it to regulatory which actually met a few months, uh, just a couple of weeks later, they were not satisfied, asked for a report, and said, We are going to get our teeth into this. Three months later, it came back to them, and they basically said, This report is useless. Go away and try again. It came back three months later. This is December last year. So we've now gone a whole year before they could say, We think there's an action plan in place. What's happened, it said, of course, is an action plan was put in place, but action plans are all fine and good as long as they're acted upon. And this clearly wasn't.
7: You mentioned that um, it's within the Audit Committee's powers to to raise the issue with Cabinet. That hasn't been done. Why do you
22: think that is? Well, usually, because this is a regulatory function, which is not a political function, the only reason it would come before Cabinet was if there was a resource issue which said, look, we've got a major issue here, this is an issue of public safety, and we need additional resource, additional one-off resource in this instance probably, to help resolve it. Cabinet, could you kind of reshuffle the budget a little bit and help us do it? Had that come forward to Cabinet, I can give you an assurance it would have been acted upon because, as I've said more than once, or I did say more than once in my capacity as leader, public safety is the absolute number one concern of the of the of our administration it was and should be of any administration regardless of political color but we never had that referral to us and indeed i've checked with the cabinet member who was responsible at the time and he said that neither audit nor the regulatory committee flagged it up with him as an issue that needed additional cabinet resource or even cabinet weight putting behind it to try and get it resolved
7: I'm looking at just kind of some of the timeline, and even as late as April 2014, the audit committee found that licence requirements were not being enforced, CRB checks, medicals, licence renewals overdue. I mean, if you guess the the CRB checks not being done sounds incredible.
22: Yeah, it is. It it is. It's absolutely shocking. Although, as you're probably aware, to get CRB checks done can sometimes take well over 12 months. If you got a criminal conviction for nicking a packet of sweets out the shop worth a quid, you, it will get, that will show, rightly so, but it can take up to 12 months mm. to get a CRB check completed. <sighs> now, herein lies a whole other problem, you know, that, that um, CRB checks take so long to do, and I don't think that's what we want to get into this morning. But, you know, what I, the only assurances I can give now, um, because, as you would expect, I've followed this up in the last 24 hours, is that every single one of these is being pursued, but they're still not all complete.
7: I guess the the, the the basic question, Andrew, and boils down to this, are uh, people who use taxis in Milton Keynes safe?
22: Uh, do you know what? I wish I could sit here and say the answer to that question is yes. What I can say is that I believe the council now, albeit too late, and I'll admit that, is actually on top of this and trying to do absolutely everything they can to ensure that that is the case. But I think slowdowns and blockages in the system, I cannot sit here, put my hand on my heart, so the answer to that question is absolutely yes.
7: Andrew Geary, nice to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. Andrew Geary, who was the leader of the council when the audit took place. 08459 four double five five double five.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: I've just had a text from a social worker. Doesn't want her name revealed for obvious reasons, but she says that CRB um, checks don't take up to 12 months.
7: I've had a CRB check and it took three months.
8: Yeah. Maybe they can take up to 12 Maybe months. Maybe
7: they can if you've been a very, very naughty boy. Or
8: if you've got lots and lots to get through at once.
7: Yeah. I know I did a CRB check when I, I did some volunteer work in the hospital. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, I think it was under three months, actually. They would say it would take about three months. Uh, Kyle's on the line. Morning, Kyle. Morning, boss. They're not called CRB checks anymore either. They they ch- something else on really? there. Really? There's the yeah. D B
24: S. The what? D B S. Yeah, hey, he's right. The D B S, isn't it?
8: What's that stand for? D- oh,
24: data. Oh, I don't know, but it's D B S checks. Ma- make something up, Kyle.
8: Database search. Let's
24: uh, call it something that. like that. Yeah. Database is one word. Shh. Disclosure and barring service, I think. Yay!
7: Think. Oh, Kyle. He knew that, and he didn't, because Kyle likes to play the the, um, no. the Benny from Crossroads card, <gasps> but really, <laughs> and I say that with love and respect. You don't. Um, but really, he, he, he's um, got an IQ of uh, higher than Stephen Fry's. He's a clever
8: bloke.
24: <laughs> he's a clever bloke, Kyle. I, di- I didn't Google it. Oh. oh. Kyle. I d- no, I didn't. I didn't Google it. Why I did you say in. that
8: then? You put the element of doubt in our minds. Yeah.
24: No, I think I think it's DBS. If you if you look it up, I think it's I think it's disclosure and barring service.
7: You think you think you think you know, Kyle? Why are you ashamed of your intelligence?
24: Oh, I'm I'm, I'm doubting myself.
7: Stand up, brother. Stand up. You're a bright fella like me. Come and come over to
24: outside. Stop watching Jeremy, Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> there's nothing wrong
7: with Jeremy Carl anyway. Oh no, oh, there's wrong, a bit no, no! Oh, 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 I'm going to. I used to love Jeremy Carl There was no greater defender of, of Jeremy Carl than me until my, the uh, coins dropped from my eyes. Not coins. I mean, I was dead. Scales, you mean? Thank you. Why would you have scale- scales on your eyes? Anyway, and I realised he is what is wrong with this country. He single-handedly is destroying this country. I wouldn't be surprised if he was Lucifer himself. It's the shaming thing. <laughs> it's the shaming. It's uh, a bear. Pit, Kyle. That's people's yeah, pain, is.
8: Kyle. That's people's pain laid out there for your entertainment. That makes
24: it, it wrong. It's a theatre of cruelty. Oh, look at you,
7: Arto.
8: And by the way, oh. you are right, and you knew you were right. Disclosure and barring service.
7: You, Kyle, you clever little one, you... What, oh. what,
10: what,
24: what are you doing, Kyle? Well, I'm just walking into work, and I was ringing up to uh, play your mystery voice competition. I thought you had one going. Oh, yeah, we've got a mystery voice competition. Do you want to have a... Meant you meant
8: this mystery voice. Tracy, not love. Let me in, Tracy
21: yeah,
7: yeah, I want, I want to go at that if that's all right. Okay, who do you? Let's just play the mystery voice again.
21: Tracy, love, let me in, Tracy.
7: Kyle, who do you think the mystery voice is? There is that the, the uh, prize fund is now up to one hundred and fifty-three pounds. No one's got it oh. so far this week.
24: Oh, right. I think it's either. I think it's either mm. a generic northern pensioner. Yep. Or I think it's me trying to do Michael Parkinson. Go on, you do it. Or, or, well, I was going to say, or Joan Chitty from The Shuttleworth.
7: Which? You got, uh, we've got to pick one of those answers, Kyle. Uh, Ma- Michael
24: Parkinson.
7: Well, let's just hear the voice one more time.
21: Jersey, love. Let me in, Jersey.
7: Let's open the, the front door of the house and see who lives in that house. Is it Michael Parkinson? I'm not looking at Michael Parkinson in his slippers sucking on a pipe, uh. Kyle. I'm afraid you're wrong. The prize fund goes up to £154. There is literally no prize fund. <laughs>
3: Starting off on the Great North Road, looking very heavy now on the sensors at the Black Cat roundabouts. Very heavy on the M1 heading southbound between junction 12 for Flitick and junction 9 at Redbourne. The A1M starting to build up now as well between junction 3 at St Albans and junction 1 for the M25. And the M25 heading anti clockwise. It's looking rather slow between junction 17 for Maple Cross and junction 16 at the M40. The Barno Bypass also on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and services suspended at the moment on the Metropolitan Line between Lip and Uxbridge. Um, that's all due to a signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Nicola. I... <laughs> We went went into a a, a pub in Manchester. Yeah. And what did the fella on the door say as he was coming out we were going in?
10: is here later!
7: (laughs) (laughs) He did the Mac noise for us. Uh, 7.17, it's uh, Thursday the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that Milton Keynes' taxi licensing services were rated as weak as long ago as January last year. This summit was revealed that one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered 19-year-old Shahana Udin to come forward with information. Seven people have been arrested. And Hertfordshire County Council uh, is set to spend £1 million on a new council website. The council say the new website will help make savings of £240,000 a year.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house
15: Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions.
26: I wasn't
27: leaving the house through the fear
26: as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within
25: three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming.
4: It wasn't. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: So Steve's emailed in. I can work out if Steve likes the show or hates the show because he often posts. Probably on a healthy dose of both. Well, I don't know. He emails and Facebooks the, uh, insults and complaints. Yeah, they're not in the film. But then sometimes he says nice things. Anyway, uh, he's uh, emailed. stick. Yeah, stop, stop shouting. That's why we have the volume switches. Well, here's an interesting thing. If I were to shout into the microphone, it wouldn't be any louder. On your radio, it would still be pretty much the same level. It would just sound shoutier.
8: Yes, that's because we have something called a limiter.
7: Yeah, you see, so it wouldn't make any difference.
8: But you do have a volume button. You're right. Yeah, and uh, or or even a knob.
7: Steve has got a knob, and I suspect that Steve should be uh, using that knob even even more than he's using it now, which must be quite a lot. Now, Hertfordshire County, you're right, Kath. Mm. Kath, you right, you good? good? All right, nice one. Hertfordshire County Council is set to spend up to a million pounds on a new next generation website. This compares to a £30,000 bill for the previous upgrade back in 2010. Here's what people in Hertfordshire have been saying to our reporter Justin Daly.
17: Gary, how much do you think Hertfordshire County Council are spending on revamping slash doing up their website?
2: A couple of grand. Keep going. Ten grand. Twenty. More. <laughs> well, who are they getting to do it?
17: One million pounds.
2: To do up a website? Well, that's a total waste of money. They could fix some pavements. They could uh, do some home care for elderly people, couldn't they? That is that is, that is ridiculous. Good few thousand, I suppose.
17: One million pounds. I'm
3: joking. I'm joking. you joking. No joking. You've seen the rubbish they're doing down there.
13: That's terrible. Um, um, ten grand, probably, if it's a big enough website. One million? Never. Uh, that is extortionate. For anyone willing to pay that amount, because there would there be people that would do it for a lot less.
17: Ridiculous. What would you spend a million pounds on locally? Road repairs. It's that bad
5: locally? Oh, yes. uh, Yes, potholes galore.
7: Well, in a minute, we'll speak to Taryn Pearson from Harts County Council and and find out why it's costing a million pounds. But before that, I'm joined by Councillor Robin Parker. A million pounds, Robin. Sound like a a good deal?
20: Uh, It sounds like an awful lot of money. And, of course, as with any amount of money, it depends what the council taxpayer is actually going to get for that money. But, um... I'm fairly clear that if the county council has a million pounds of capital expenditure available, which it clearly has, then it would be better really spending that money on highways, by which I mean uh, roads, obviously, fixing the potholes, footways, which are also bad in many places, broken and missing road signs and inadequate drainage. I get lots, dozens of complaints about these sort of things to me, I've only ever had one complaint to me about the website and all the time I've been on the county council. And so it seems to me that those are better priorities.
7: You're obviously familiar with the website, Robin. What what are your thoughts on the the current one? I've got it up now, heartsdirect.org.
20: Yeah. Uh, well, it, 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 it's it's not really fit for purpose. So it's. I mean, it, it's all right. So it's they the best do need an it. it does need an upgrade. That's perfectly true. And um, at the recent uh, cabinet panel where this came up, the customer service cabinet panel. Um, I was quite clear that if they're going to do a new website, which they clearly are because the Conservative majority have decided that, then the new website should have much greater ease for residents and council taxpayers to find information and to transact business. Uh, there must, of course, be clear financial savings for the council taxpayers. There must be a far better search engine. The search engine on it is basically useless, people have said to me, and it is. Um, well, how,
7: you, What one person has said to you?
20: No, no, no. One person has complained to me about the website. They're actually complaining about the difficulty of finding out whether Harts County Council or Stevensboro Council were responsible for uh, driveway and pavement crossovers. No, no, a a number of people uh, have said the search engine is useless, and I know that anyway. But I mean, it must, it must have an improved search engine if they're going to do this. It must have clear linkage to other service, other public services, especially central government and of course other councils. it must be possible to do much more um, uh, transactions over the website, for example, uh, finding out about adult care, sport for personalizing it, um, and also there should be, on the new one, accessible information about other things like opportunities available for young people with special educational needs. Um, and of course, uh, direct transactions with other uh, Hearts County Council approved providers how must, much be, do you must think... be possible. Yeah, I but, but I'm not sure it will be. I mean, we hope it will, but that, that, that's what they're saying they'll do. But what I'm saying is, if they're going to spend this money on a website, it must have all these things.
7: Robin, have you investigated how much you, you think a website would cost?
20: difficult to investigate it other than by asking the experts, the so-called experts, the council officers who say that they need um, possibly up to a million they are saying uh, that uh, there will be 750,000 of technology costs and 250,000 of staffing costs to get the things up, to get the thing up and running. Um, the present site by the way, the present website which dates from 2010 uh, which is old in computer terms but dates from 2010 that already cost the council tax Per £736,000 per year, um, and what they're saying is they need another million, which will be paid back over five years, they're saying, by uh, having to deal with, for example, many fewer phone calls to the customer service centre, which are expensive to uh, resource.
7: OK, Robin, say so that, we're going to bring Taryn Pearson into the conversation. Taryn is Assistant Director of Customer
26: Services at Harts County Council. A million pounds, Taryn. Can, can you explain that? Hi Ian, um, yes well, I mean, really as Robin has stated what we've said is it may cost up to a million pounds we're very much in the early stage of specifying what we need Why, would, the why would it cost a million pounds? Um, well we've talked to experts in the industry, we've talked to um, I, I did listen to you earlier and I know you did a little bit of research and asked um, how much some council websites uh, cost, we of course have done something very similar, we've talked to other county councils um, and city councils. Where the complexity of services and the website therefore is very similar, and uh, theirs have cost around that and sometimes more. So you know we are in the early days. Well, we Bir- do not Birmingham know. City
7: Council cost uh, in 2010 cost uh, under three million, but that's that's a huge city. It is. Uh, yeah. Most uh, the, the, most of them are kind of around. I just don't, don't understand. What what
26: are you going to get for the million pounds? Well, this is, this, is, this is the process that we're undergoing at the moment. What we needed to do was Average we needed to Average
7: cost of £100,000 four years ago.
26: What we needed to do was we needed to flag up within the county council that we need to improve our website. That's what our customers have been saying, and that's what members have been saying and you know we need to keep up with the times. You've been on our website today yes, it's there, you can use it, you can find your way around. We've had some significant successes in yeah. people um, using the services to do transactions, things like accessing blue badges, school admissions, library services, well, but it's still clunky so we need to improve it. It doesn't do mobile very well, everyone wants to access things on their mobile phone so what we're saying is we need to allocate some money so that we can actually improve that and then we'll go through a very thorough and robust procurement process we'll talk to a whole lot more people we'll specify out and i'm very hopeful that we'll come under that figure but at this moment in time as anyone would you need to set a budget that you're willing to think you might
7: spend there's a function on the the bottom of the website page how do you rate the information on the web page there's a smiley face there's a a non face and there's a sad face well what's the Average rating you've been getting?
26: Um, Well, I don't have those figures in front of me, Ah, but.
7: So you don't know if people are unhappy with it or not then?
26: No, we do know that. We do know. We get constant feedback around people um, not always being able to fulfill their transaction because it's clunky, not finding the information that they want. Not everyone. Some people do find what they want, and some people find it very successfully. Last year, we had over 5 million visits, and we facilitated over 850,000 transactions. But you know, like I know, so much more is happening online, and people expect to be able to have a, a much more smoother and intuitive process and that 's what we 're hoping to achieve but, but, but
7: what i don 't understand how a million pounds on the website and i 'm sorry if I sound naive i 'm scratching my head so they 'll be able to pay bills they 'll be able to find out when the bin men are coming they 'll be able to um, look up libraries uh, what, what, How is that going to cost uh, a million pounds?
26: Well, the the individual content writing, the um, new search engines, all those kind of technology, they add up. But hopefully, when we go through a procurement process, we'll be able to get a much better value for money and actually push that right down. As I said, we're very much at the beginning of the process. So we've been talking to the sector. We've been starting to get those initial quotes, as anyone would do. And that's what it's starting to look like. But I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to drive those costs down.
7: The The thing is, it's not your money, is it, really it's 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 taxpayers money and it it kind of feels like you're acting like a, a big business opposed to public servants
26: well, I, I, I appreciate that view and absolutely it is taxpayers' money and we need to actually do, do the absolute best for that money. But um, as Robin said, we do hope this is a one-off investment and we actually will pay that back and reduce the cost of the overall re- website over a number of years. You're, you're facing the
7: biggest funding cuts in your history and you're prepared to spend a million pounds on a website, which some might say, yes, yeah, it's, it's great, but it's, there, there are more essential things a council should be doing. Lots of your, lots of your residents won't even... We'll never see the website.
26: Well, I think, you know, I mean, it's difficult for me to comment where um, the county council decides to invest its money. But in, the website supports the whole range of services across the county council. It supports a whole set of businesses. Uh, the voluntary sector It's the portal for accessing information in a whole range of ways. Well, so is Google. It, it, and so is Google, and Google comes through to our website. In a, so we need to make sure that that website, if you are supporting your elderly parent with a care package, Google comes where through do to everyone website. First? But where? Yes, of course. But, but, and Google, if you search for care packages in Hertfordshire, it will come through to Hertfordshire County Council's website. And so we need to make sure that carers and people are able to access that information effectively if they're thinking about where their uh, vulnerable parents are going to go, um, children as well, and parents. We need to make sure people expect... Where do you go first? You go on the website or then you well, make I a do, telephone Well, I do, but uh, there, are,
7: there are a significant number of people who, who, who don't. Will people still... Because most people would like to speak to someone face-to-face, wouldn't they? they... Would, 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 Will people be losing their jobs because of this website?
26: No, not at all. This isn't about um, um, people losing their jobs. In that track. we' were, as we said, we we're investing in the website. What well, this is about. Are you investing in people? Um, that a, a part, as Robin said, part of that one million is, um, is staff investment as well. So, you know, as the website developed over the last few years, you know, what we started to do is we started to allocate resource from within departments to do that. What we've realised is that it is the main channel into the county council. That's where everyone tends to go whilst I do accept there are a proportion of people that still want to call but over time more and more people that will be the first place they go and we need to resource it properly because we need to make sure that residents get the right information um, and they access the right advice and guidance first time and get the right right
20: answer Uh, Robin anything you'd like to say um, just that, um, obviously, T- Taryn's an officer and is and, and giving the official officer a point of view. I just wish to point out that uh, the Liberal Democrat group, of which I'm part, will not actually get a vote on these proposals because it's uh, obviously a cabinet decision and the Conservative cabinet have decided to do it. Um, the other thing is I want to, to say that a lot of, uh, or a number of, uh, newspaper articles and members of the public have said, well, why do we need to spend a million pounds on a website when the County Council is suggesting cutting bus services? And that parallel is not really valid because these, of course, are completely different types of expenditure. The website is capital expenditure, whereas the uh, subsidy to buses is revenue. And whilst I oppose the uh, suggested um, uh, cuts to bus services, uh, this is a completely different thing. We're not comparing like with like. Uh,
7: Robin, thank you very much. Just one final question. When when do you think you, you say this is an allocated budget and you're hoping it will come in much cheaper? When do you think you'll have a final figure?
26: Well we're going through the process really um, at the end of this year so we're talking to services and staff and customers to understand far more what they want then we hope to go through a procurement exercise really the back end of this year early next year so we should be knowing um, really um, late spring how okay. much we think this is going to cost well, maybe, finally
7: Maybe we can speak to you in late spring then of course, Thank sexy. you very much indeed, thanks, thanks for your time, that's Taryn Pearson Assistant Director of Customer Services,
6: Harts County Council and uh, the other voice you heard there was Councillor Robin Barker
3: Starting off this morning on the A1M, it's looking very heavy at the moment on camera, heading southbound just around junction eight for Stevenage. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving between junction 21 for the M1 and junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also heavy anti-clockwise on the M25 between junction 19 at Watford and junction 16 for the M40. In Borehamwood, it is queuing on the Barnet bypass, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus, and services suspended at the moment on the metropolitan line between Ryslip and Uxbridge. This is all due to a signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
22: Across
6: beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. It's emerged that Milton Keynes Taxi Licensing Services was rated as weak as long ago as January last year. This summer it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered 19-year-old Shahana Udin to come forward with information. Seven people have been arrested. Hertfordshire County Council is set to spend £1 million on a new website. The council say the new website will help make savings of £240,000 a year. And local people Would be given priority in buying new homes in their area under plans being unveiled in Milton Keynes today by the Labour leader Ed Miliband.
4: Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Milton Keynes-Dons midfielder Delhi Alley played for England under-19s in their 4-2 win over Belgium in Luxembourg yesterday. He'll now return to the Dons squad after a week away ahead of Saturday's return to League One action away to Leighton Orient. Watford's chief executive, Scott Duxbury, meets with supporters at Vicarage Road this evening. The question-and-answer session comes as the club's fourth head coach this season is preparing for his first game in charge on Saturday. The former president of the Ferrari Formula One team, Luca de Montezemolo, said, as Fernando Alonso will leave at the end of the season. Sebastian Vettel is leaving the Milton Keynes Red Bull team to replace him. More from James Allen.
18: Fernando Alonso's departure from Ferrari comes after five seasons without a championship. Outgoing chairman Luca Montezemolo said the divorce is because Alonso's at an age where he cannot wait to win again. The Spaniard is 33 and Ferrari face a long road back to glory. This year, with a new management coming in, first with Marco Mattiacci replacing Stefano Domenicali as team boss and then Sergio Marchionne replacing Montezemolo as chairman, Ferrari want a driver who's committed to the team and wants to play a leading role in turning things around over the next three seasons so they hired Sebastian Vettel.
0: And AP McCoy has told the BBC he wants to retire whilst he's still champion jockey. He recorded his 150th winner of the season at Weatherby yesterday and is on course for his 20th successive Jockeys' Championship. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 8.
4: Call 08459
6: 455 555.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 45555. We've not talked about uh, the Finnegans and the Maidleys, the Finnegar Maidleys, the Finnegarleys. The Madigans um, and uh, the, uh, the 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 sto- the rape story continues. But 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 Catherine spotted a story uh, uh, earlier on today, and we didn't get time to do it in the newspapers about John Grisham. He's the he's like the, he writes um, books. Yeah, he sure can write. He's a great writer. What kind of books he writes? Like is he like spy books or army books?
8: Yeah, legal thrillers. Ooh. I'd say
7: he's guilty. Objection. Overruled. Sustained. Twenty-five years. You can't
8: handle the truth.
7: I can that can handle it? What is it? It depends what it well, is. you might
8: not be able to handle this, this truth from Prisham.
7: Well done. Um, you learnt f- something at that course yesterday. Far
8: too many... Was it a course? Yeah. I thought it was a... Um... It was a
7: course by stealth. <laughs>
8: There's a lot of that going on. Far too many men are being jailed for viewing child pornography. This just is according to the best-selling novelist John Grisham. Just read
7: that sentence again.
8: Far too many men are being jailed for viewing child pornography.
7: Now he has an interesting um, defence of some people yeah. who view child pornography.
8: He reckons that you can just happen across it. He says uh, the he's fifty-nine years old. I don't know whether that makes a difference. Uh, Doesn't to me. Not at all. He said a lot of guys my age being locked up when they had done no more than had too much to drink and visited an illegal website. I i I't <clears throat> I,
7: I don't think you stumble across child pornography it's um uh it, it, i would imagine you've you've really got to look quite hard for it high and low d- to find it and at least type in the word child and pornography. The
8: other thing is it's not the sort of thing you dabble in, is it
7: no. I could. uh, Listen, Uh, we've all been a bit tipsy, lads, and we've all, you know, the wife's been away for the weekend, we've had the laptop out, oh, I'll have a little, uh, oh, blimey, look at that. But you don't, to to then, for that to then straight into child pornography... That's
8: veering off in a completely different direction, isn't it? Yeah. He's been attacking the American judicial system in an interview with the Daily Telegraph, saying that judges had gone crazy over the past 30 years, locking up far too many people from white-collar criminals uh, to businesswoman Martha Stewart. This is not in relation to child porn. He just thinks that they're locking people up willy-nilly. Uh, we have prisons now filled with guys my age. 60-year-old white men in prison who've never harmed anybody and would never touch a child, but they've gone online one night and started surfing around, probably had too much to drink or whatever and pushed the wrong buttons, went too far and got into child porn. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's... a leap, isn't it?
7: To me, and maybe you disagree, uh, dear listener... To me, that sounds like a ridiculous... Do you read that last sentence again? <laughs> that's, that's an incredible sentence. I hadn't heard that. OK.
8: We have prisons now filled with guys my age. 60-year-old white men in prison who've never harmed anybody, would never touch a child, but they got online one night, started surfing around, probably had too much to drink or whatever, and pushed the wrong buttons, went too far and got into child porn.
7: OK, well, here's a question. I, got- and I
8: bought stuff online. You know, but I've never got into. What when you're drunk? Yeah, we've all
7: done the drunk um, Amazon and eBay.
8: The Amazon should not accept orders after a certain time on a a Saturday night.
7: (laughs) Here's a question, and then I've already found a flaw in this question. Should you be sent to prison if you 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 get caught looking at child pornography online? Yeah. Pete Townsend. Boom! I hit it straight back at you. Pete Townsend. Where's the book? Yeah, well, he, he did Well, he did bring the book out eventually. Well,
8: then we had the book.
7: Pete Townsend, several years after. Pete Townsend, rock guitarist of The Who, uh, got caught looking at child pornography. Uh, uh, he claimed, and I kind of, I can kind of buy into this, he claimed it was research for his book, as he believes as a child things happened that he can't remember and he wants, you know, and if you right. listen to Tommy and stuff like that, it's all about child abuse and stuff. Uh, and he was trying to reach some inner thing okay. that he locked away.
8: But that, and I'm going to use pretend quote marks which i hate but that fuss needed to happen it's a hu- it needs to be a deterrent because looking at these things is fueling a wicked wicked industry and calling it child porn is wrong it's child abuse
7: and also saying they've done nothing wrong well they are f- they are huge demand have you seen the, 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 the? Pete Townsend was filmed. He was filming a documentary as he got um, taken away by the police and questioned by the police. Have you seen the film? No, that? I oh, it's. I mean, it really is. Pete Townsend is it? What I've met is a very tall, powerful man. He can't look the copper in the eye. He's looking down, and it's. It's all. What's your name? Uh, uh, Peter Peter Townsend. It's, a, it's an incredible thing, to say. Uh, But but is that thing? Should every? Like my initial reaction is yeah. If you look at child pornography, you should be sent to prison. Well, are there exceptions, actually?
8: Does Look, some police officers have to do it in the course of their investigations. Yeah. They, don't, they don't enjoy it. I mean, we saw that thing 24 hours in police custody this week where this police officer is losing sleep over the sort of things she's seen.
7: Oh, yes, you, you, you wouldn't want to be on that squad. I, I imagine the turnover rate of those people that have to watch those videos, I imagine it's, it's a pretty high turnover rate. You couldn't stump that. Uh, uh, too long. I think they get really good counselling as well, don't they? they? They have access to kind of top counsellors and psychologists so, yeah. who can kind of bring them down.
8: You know, this idea that it's just looking at pictures. No, behind those pictures is a real person whose life is being
7: ruined. There's a few questions I want to ask here. Should you, should you go to prison if you've been caught looking at child porn? Should that be a prisonable offence? 08459 five five double five. Can you, as John Grisham says, can you just stumble across it If you're a bit drunk. I don't think so. Again, knowing a little bit about the male psyche for I am one, you know, everybody has their thing. And if you are looking for that stuff online, you look for your specific thing without being too specific. If you know what I mean, you would have to type in the word child and the word pornography to get anywhere close to that and i would imagine having never looked for it i would imagine it's pretty well hidden on the internet as well you're not going to get you know a website that's that, that, that's going to come up first thing on google you're going to have to hunt and follow links i imagine i don't know i could be completely wrong on that it's an odd thing to say, and he's he's saying, isn't he? Because he's got a friend.
8: Yeah, a good body of his was uh, caught out in a child porn sting.
7: And we all want to think our friends would Made never mistake, be yeah. would never be capable of such things, but we, we don't know. We've all got dirty, dark little secrets, uh, and uh, people that people don't know about. We've all got these. Oh, I never thought that she would be able to do that. We didn't see the type. We've all got that. So, what are the questions we got so far? Should it be a, a, a prisoner? should everyone who's caught looking at child pornography go to prison? Yes or no? Explain your answer, please. Um, and ca- can you get drunk and stumble across child pornography?
8: Even if you take the alcohol out of it, is it something you can stumble across?
7: Oh eight four five nine 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. You can also uh, send us uh, uh, an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. So that's one of the big stories. Actually, I say one of the big stories, it's quite well hidden.
8: yeah, it's it's because it happened in America. Is he, I just think he's you know he's an extraordinary brain. He's an extraordinary legal brain. He's a great writer.
7: Is he American Grisham? Yeah, oh, that's disappointing. Then the other big story... No, not Beyoncé's Dave Hill haircut.
8: I've seen a really funny tweet about that. Oh, yeah, go on. And it goes, Beyoncé, Michelle, are you sure you can cut fringes? (laughs)
7: Michelle, (laughs) sure, pass me the scissors. (laughs) It's not the story about the... uh, I think it was a lord who said that some disabled people should be paid less than the minimum wage. You hear that?
8: Yeah, and I think Jonathan did it this week.
7: Oh, really? That's a a cracking line, isn't it? Well done, Lord Freud. No, it's um, uh, Richard to call in police... After Twitter trolls, vile attacks, rape threat to Judy's daughter. Twitter trolls who made rape threats against Judy Finnegan's daughter were, well, yes, they warned, they face police, police action. Her father, Richard Madeley, told those tormenting his family over the Ched Evans rape case, prosecution awaits you. His daughter, Chloe, 27, said, to the trolls wishing rape on me, stop, you're utterly pathetic. Now, 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 now. Twitter is a horrible, soulless place... Full of disgusting people who who, who hide behind um, you know, the, the pseudonyms and anonymity.
8: Do you remember the days when celebrities were, you know, they were hidden behind a load of people who would protect them from stuff like this? You would get oh. poison pen letters you would never see.
7: When I was doing, I did a programme many years ago called the Eleven O'clock Show, and we'd get we'd get some letters, and it would be like asking for autographs, you know, stuff like that. And we'd do that. Then we one day we walked past a desk and we saw a stack of letters with with mine and the, the girl I was presenting with our name on the top. Said so what? Guys, why don't we see these letters? This is before the internet had really taken off. Gosh, isn't that old? Guys, what? there's letters for us. Why don't we see Oh, you don't want to read those. Yeah. Huh? Ah, you don't want to read those. Yeah, of course we do. First letter, written in red biro. I remember it vividly. You two are the scum of the earth. I want to inject you with AIDS. And it was all that kind of stuff. And it's like, freak... but now people can say it on Twitter and it can pop up in your phone. But I've had horrible threats on the internet. But. In reading this whole story, and maybe I've missed something, in all the papers I've only seen one specific threat to rape. One is too many, of course it's too many. What were we going to say?
8: Is it, though, or is it a badly written, sarcastic and stupid comment about your mum says it's all right? That's what it so is, Judy
7: Finnegan was on, was on Loose Women and she said something that, that many saw as a flippant uh, uh, comment about rape and that, that there were degrees of rape, that if you were, that were drunk and it was in a hotel room, that, that perha- the imp- implication was that perhaps it's not as serious as a, as, a, as a rape where you're slapped around a bit in an alleyway. So the, the, what, the only tweet I found in all this story is this tweet. Judy's given me her blessing to rape you. This is to uh, Judy Finnegan's daughter, uh, Chloe Medley. Naturally, I have to acquire a... P- it's quite unpleasant. Naturally, I have to acquire a paper bag first. It's not to suffocate you with or to hide one's identity. It's to cover up your rat-like face with a humongous nose. Now, that's horrible. Yeah. I don't think it's a front-page story, and it's on the front page of a lot of the papers. The Mail, the Ex... Oh, no, not the, yeah, it's mentioned on the front of The Express and The Sun. I don't think it's a front-page story. The cynic in me thinks, ''Oh, well done, Richard, you've spun this story around um, to, uh, you know, to help Judy.'' it's horrible i'm not condoning it in the slightest let me ask the question is it an overreaction is is this the front page story is is the fury of the maylees is it an overreaction
8: should celebrities accept that they're going to get people saying horrible things and they're not used to hearing if they open the door. I mean, it's like giving everyone your um, email address on Twitter, if you're manning your own account.
7: bearing in mind, I have had people who who have threatened all kinds of nastiness to me and my children in the past. It's very upsetting.
8: I went through a spate of uh, emails when I used to present a programme on this this radio station from someone who was making stuff up about me, saying Mm. that they'd seen me uh, doing various things in public that I would never do, suggesting I'd had an abortion, suggesting that I had an alcohol problem. Well... You know, and this was coming through on the public email that my colleagues could see, and the way he was talking, I'm assuming it was a he, it might have been a woman, was as if he'd you know, he knew he had insider information. You know, that completely unsettled you as a person. But then... They've got your email address, you know.
7: There's two so two really meaty stories, I think. If you want to have your say, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, is this a slight overreaction by the Maidleys? And John Grisham says, yeah, you can get a little bit tipsy and you can stumble on some child pornography. 08459 455
6: 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1, a rather slow-moving heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 9 at Redbourne. In Luton, it's looking very slow at the moment on the sensors on Airport Way, between Vauxhall Way and Junction 10A at the M1, just around the Kidneywood roundabout. roundabouts. The A41 in Hemelhempstead, also rather heavy between the Hemelhempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 itself is looking very slow-moving between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16. 16 for the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much.
7: 747. It is Thursday the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that Milton Keynes' taxi licensing services were rated as weak as long ago as January last year. This summer, it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murder- murdered 19-year-old Shahana Udin to come forward with information. Seven people have been arrested. And Hertfordshire County Council is defending a decision to spend £1 million on a new website. This compares to a £30,000 bill for the previous upgrade in 2010. Here's the weather with Georgina.
23: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio
23: waking up to a fairly bright start but uh, still some low cloud around elsewhere and we have got a band of showery rain that's pushing northeastwards, but uh, we should just see some bits and pieces of that really over the next couple of hours Um, This afternoon though some sunny spells in between scattered showers and temperatures reaching about 17 or 18 degrees Celsius Tonight uh, there is some rather heavy rain coming up from the continent and it might just make it as far as us Um, but otherwise we're looking at showers which at times will be fairly heavy anyway with lows of 12 degrees and chance of showers tomorrow but otherwise quite a bright day clouding over that's ahead of some light patchy rain we'll probably see through the night quite a muggy night tomorrow night as well with highs of 18 degrees celsius during the day and rain is expected over the weekend that's your latest forecast
4: If you've missed any of the programmes from the last week, you've missed things like this.
5: Hey, what a great way to get things started today, that in music, and that comes from Sister Sledge. Hi, how are you?
4: But there is a way you can hear it all again.
5: It's Treasure Quest, live across BBC Radio Northampton and BBC Three Counties Radio. We are on our search for
4: the treasure. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio, allowing you to listen to what you miss. Can you ever have too much cake? Discuss? No, you don't need to
5: discuss that. Here with you through to eleven o'clock with all this great soul music. The Tower of London was where his daughter lost her head. Thanks, a Merillian is a very good recipe.
4: bbccouk slash I
7: Just had another. I've, I've blocked Steve now. He's, he's annoying me. Um, uh, I've, so Steve, don't bother emailing. Me. I won't get it. His email is really child pornography talk. whilst kids are eating their breakfast. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah, thanks, mate. Blocked. Bye. Hello, go, go is that Richard? Go and uh, post your, your, your miserable comments on... The, uh, yeah, and rape. Oh, for goodness sake. You're blocked now. Bye. Ta-ta. Go and post your miserable comments on Twitter. I'm not interested. Not interested in the slightest. Uh, and Ken says, I've worked in IT for the last 35 years. It's impossible to stumble on child porn. Try it yourselves on Google, live on the radio. Don't worry, it'll be 100% safe. No normal search engine will take you to that sort of thing. Uh, or, or the, the phrase will only take you to articles about the subject. Uh, Thank you very much uh, for that. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Sometimes you've got to talk about uncomfortable things on the programme, and sometimes that's what we have to deal with. And, you know, I'll be honest, if you don't like it, well, then this probably isn't the show for you. We get criticised if we're too flippant, we get criticised if we're too serious. What what, what do you want? Talk about a local tractor show, and uh, they're having a a cake festival at the Village Hall. Is that what you want, Steve? Because that ain't going to happen, I'm afraid.
8: But maybe if we don't talk about it, it'll start happening.
7: Yeah, and maybe if we don't talk about um, uh, child pornography and um, um, rape, then uh, it will go away. It's in the news, mate. It's front page of a lot of the papers. Well, well Anyway, he's blocked now, so he can go and have a little rant on, on Facebook, as he often does. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Or you can give us a call, Steve. You know, A coroner has ruled that a woman died as the result of clinical failings at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. 28-year-old Claire Allnut uh, died last November after co- uh, contracting septicemia. The inquest traced the problem back to an infected catheter. The coroner said a lack of staff communication meant it was not removed as quickly as it could have been. Well, I'm joined now by Claire's father, Richard. Uh, morning, Richard.
28: Morning. What was Claire like? Um, Claire was a young lady who was um, had some difficulties, but was very resourceful. Usually uh, very bubbly, friendly, um, got on well with everybody. Um, yeah, somebody who was liked by most people, I think.
7: She had a tricky medical history, didn't she?
28: She did. She had some problems. Um, She had special needs and she suffered from asthma and other fairly um, common things. But uh, through all of that, she tried, you know, to make her life normal, if you like.
7: And why was she admitted to the hospital, Richard?
28: Um, she was feeling unwell and had quite a high temperature. It was at a time that we were visiting her at her flat, um, called the paramedics. They came, um, did a quick examination of her and it you know, took her to the L and D where after a while she was diagnosed with having necrotizing fasciitis.
7: That's what what was, uh, and I don't mean this in an insulting way, but just to paint a picture for for our listeners, that was what was popularly known in the press as the flesh eating virus, wasn't it?
28: That's right. Yeah.
7: yeah, I don't um, say I don't say that to demean what happened. I just so you know people understand yes. what this was thoroughly unpleasant.
28: Yes, I mean it. Um, we were told after the first operation that she had that chances of survival were quite slim. Um, but the surgeons did do an extremely good job and managed to cut away most of the infection. And uh, Claire spent a couple of weeks in ITU, where she was very well treated, um, but was then released onto a ward um, on the road to recovery.
7: Um, and she had the, it was the catheter that was a problem, it was supplying antibiotics, and yeah. that became infected. Yes. Why wasn't, did you find out anything in inquest about why that wasn't removed sooner?
28: Um, well, yes, it appears that it was discovered that it was infected on a Friday around about five or six o'clock in the evening. And the microbiology department had informed the doctor. Um, but because it was quite late on a Friday... She was going off duty oh. and was going to inform her senior that uh, it needed to be reviewed.
7: When did, the cathet- when did it come out, the catheter?
28: Not until Tuesday the 28th. So from the Friday
7: to the Tuesday, Claire yeah. had a, a, an infected catheter.
28: That's right. There was a total lack of communication between the doctors and nursing staff. Um, and I don't think because most doctors involved were junior doctors that they realised quite the seriousness of the situation. And uh, yes, it was left in until the twenty eighth.
7: And also, so that was was one incredibly significant failing. Also, she was supposed to be Claire was supposed to be getting um, medication to fight any possible infection. And, and is is it right she didn't get that medication?
28: No, she didn't get the correct medication. It um, it would appear that the pharmacy didn't have it in stock at the time, and uh, it never materialised or made its way towards Claire until after the weekend.
7: When, uh, we can't say for certain, but but there is a chance, had she had that medication, had that uh, infected catheter been removed immediately, there is a chance that, that she would still be with us today. Yes. No. As, a, as a dad, Richard, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm a dad... I, how does that make you feel knowing that there is a very strong chance that you lost your daughter because of um, well because of mistakes and, and, and a lack of communication?
28: Well, it makes the loss even harder, obviously to come to terms with, and to know that Claire had fought her way through the original infection, the necrotizing fasciitis, and then to die due to a number of errors. Um, Afterwards, when she was on the road to recovery, in fact, we had been to a meeting at the hospital two weeks prior to discuss, you know, arrangements for her going home.
7: How are you and your family bearing up?
28: Um, I think we're slightly relieved now to know that the full truth has come out at the coroner's inquest yesterday um, it's nothing we didn't already know, but it is of some comfort for it to have been made public, if you like. Yeah. And we, uh, we only hope that the hospital relook look at uh, their procedures and everything that they do to try to ensure that this doesn't happen to anybody else, because... We wouldn't like to think of anybody, any other family, going through what we have over the last nine months or so.
4: Richard,
7: Claire will be proud of you. I really appreciate you telling your story this morning.
28: No problem. Thank you. Thank you very much.
7: Oh, dear. Oh eight four five nine four double five is the... Oh, hang on, I've missed something off there, didn't I? 08459 555. That's it. There were three more numbers. Uh, I missed off there. If you want to give us a call, you can also text us, 81333. Start your text 3CR. And if you want to have a whinge and I've blocked you on email, you can go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. It's coming
6: up to 8 o'clock. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Luton it is looking very slow on the sensors at the moment on Airport Way between Vauxhall Way and Junction 10A for the M1 just around the Kidney Wood roundabout the A1M also rather heavy moving between Junction 3 at St Albans and Junction 1 for the M25 the M25 itself is queuing at the moment heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley also in Hemel Hempstead looking quite slow on the sensors on the A414 at the moment, um, just around junction 20 for the M25. The M40 is looking heavy on camera from the Denham roundabout to the M25, and service is at the moment suspended between Harrow on the Hill and Uxbridge on the Metropolitan Line. It's all due to a signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Nicola.
3: Okay, so it's one of those shows where we're kind of shifting things
7: around. John Grisham has said that. Hey listen guys, sometimes you're a bit lonely, you get a bit drunk and you stumble across child pornography and you shouldn't go to
6: prison for that.
4: Is he right? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines: Milton Keynes Taxi Licensing rated weak over a year ago. Appeal to friends of murdered Watford girl. And Harts County Council defends cost of new website. BBC Three
4: Counties Radio.
0: It's emerged that Milton Keynes Taxi Licensing Services was rated as weak as long ago as January last year. This summer, the service came under scrutiny after it was it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. The forced the resignation of the mayor in August. Andrew Geary, the leader of the council when the audit report came out, told this programme that residents simply want to know if taxes are safe.
22: I believe the council now, albeit too late, I'll admit that, is actually on top of this and trying to do absolutely everything they can to ensure that that is the case. But I think slowdowns and blockages in the system, I cannot sit here put my hand on my heart and so say the answer to that question is absolutely yes.
0: Police in Watford are appealing for friends have murdered Shahana Udin to come forward with information. The 19-year-old, who would have celebrated her 20th birthday on Tuesday, was found at a house in Leavesden Road on Saturday morning. Four men and three women all from Watford, and aged between 33 and 17, have been arrested on suspicion of murder. Harvardshire County Council is defending a decision to spend £1 million on a new website. This compares to a £30,000 bill for the previous upgrade in 2010. Taryn Pearson is the Assistant Director of Customer Services.
26: Hopefully when we go through a procurement process we'll be able to get a much better value for money and actually push that right down. As I said we're very much at the beginning of the process so we've been talking to the sector, we've been starting to get those initial quotes as anyone would do and that's what it's starting to look like. But I'm very hopeful that we'll be able to drive those costs down.
0: The first major British military deployment to Sierra Leone to tackle the Ebola epidemic is on its way to West Africa. Almost 100 medics are being deployed. A coroner has highlighted a lack of communication between doctors and nurses at the Luton and Dunstable Hospital following the death of a woman. 28-year-old Claire Allnut died from septicemia two months after being admitted last November. Coroner Thomas Osborne ruled she died as a result of a delay to remove an infected catheter. Claire's mother Anne says she had originally been admitted for a flesh-eating disease
1: 85% of people that get that don't survive so for her to get to the point where the next day she Mm. was going to have the wound sealed up you know and talking about her coming home um, for then for her to die of something like that that could so easily have been avoided if people had done their jobs properly
0: Local people would be given priority in buying new homes in their area under plans being unveiled in Milton Keynes today by the Labour leader Ed Miliband. Under the plans, councils would be required to reserve a proportion of their new homes for first-time buyers. In sport, there's fresh speculation this morning linking Tottenham with a move to Milton Keynes. It's being reported talks have taken place with MK Dons about Spurs using Stadium MK as a temporary home in 2017 whilst their new stadium is being built. Neither club has made any official comment. The weather, heavy showers at first, but then dry with some bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
4: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine, the JVS show. With the big phone in,
5: the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From twelve. Nick Coffer. With Andy Chesham, the man that owns a quarter of a million records here to value
4: your vinyl. From three. The Berto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel and your stories. From seven. Mark Forrest. I'll bring you the
6: best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio.
4: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Boy, oh boy, it's a busy show. We'll have more on the uh, Milton Keynes taxi driver story that uh, has been going on and on and on. There's more to it. We're also talking about uh, a story in the newspaper. The author, John Grisham, has said, well, if you're drunk and you stumble across child pornography, you shouldn't necessarily go to prison. Is he right? 08459 455 555.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio lives. Kath spotted this.
7: It sounds like an incredible story. Just give us a little bit of this again. So John Grisham, he's a, he's a, he writes like spy thriller novels. No, legal, Lawyer, th-
8: legal thrillers. Legal so thrillers. So the Firm, A Time to Kill, those have been made into films. Okay. John Grisham um, was speaking to the Daily Telegraph and he said that judges have gone crazy locking up all sorts of people that didn't deserve to be in prison. He sort of cites Martha Stewart, uh, you know, the American cookery writer yeah. and broadcaster, are going to prison for financial improprieties and all sorts sort of things. Think, people who shouldn't be behind bars. Um, but then he starts to pinpoint point a certain sector of that prison population he says we have prisons now filled with guys my age 60 year old white men in prison who've never harmed anybody and would never touch a child but they've got online one night and started surfing around probably had too much to drink or whatever and pushed the wrong buttons went too far and got into child porn
7: that seems that seems an incredible statement to me i I, i'm i'm shocked i use
8: the internet a lot i've never stumbled across anything like that
7: is it? We've had an IT technician get in touch. So actually it's really difficult. You, you can't stumble across that. And if you were to Google child porn, it would just take you to news stories about that. You have to know what you're looking for and where to look. Is it possible to stumble across it? And also, I, I think more pertinent is, is, should you go to prison if you've been found looking at child pornography?
8: Some people would think it's only pictures. Some people, they don't think beyond that, the fact that actually those are pictures of someone being abused and someone's life being ruined.
7: Well, Anne uh, heard us talking about this and and called in. Morning,
27: Anne. Morning.
7: What would you like to say?
27: Well, um, I... um, One of the things that you said earlier was that the person was saying something happened to him, so he was trying to... he, He was looking at it to... Remem- open up some sort of a memory or this, something? This,
7: yeah, let, let, let me just, for those who missed it, this was um, you know, Pete Townsend, the guitarist from uh, The Who, famously was arrested, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I may have, I'm not quite sure, uh, for looking at child pornography. Uh, uh, the evidence seemed to support it was it was the, the only time he'd done it and he claimed he was doing it because he felt that he'd been abused as a child but he wasn't sure what had happened and he was hoping that these images might unlock something. I think I've got that that right.
27: Yeah, well, one, it always stays with you. Um, Two, um, when all that news come out about certain people in the media, um, certain names got mentioned, which really, really um, gave me a hard time. And um, when I was 21, um, I was in my flat and I got... um, somebody's done something but I was like nervous with people anyway because when I was eight I was put in a children's home due to my parents having a violent relationship and so when my mum left my dad we ended up going in the care homes and I was abused in the care homes and come out a completely different child from what I went into come out nervous Closed everything, and then, um, when I had my daughter, and the, the other thing happened, and I had to have an abortion, and that, and hi- I hyperventilated every time I saw the person. Sorry, um, every time,
7: sorry, every time you saw the person who had abused you,
27: um, the one when I was 21.
7: Okay, so the 21 was it was it was it was, was a different in- incident that that happened,
27: yeah, yeah.
7: And, was, um, was, and sorry, Anne. If uh, uh, just I want to get get this this kind of straight. If uh, was the person who abused you when you were twenty one was was that the father of the child that you aborted? Yeah. Okay.
27: Yeah. Well, I didn't report it all. I just had the abortion, and um, just like he he took something from me. So he he I've I've since like he's took something from me. He wanted kids and that. Well, I got rid of it. It was my way of coping with taking something back. But he never ever knew that I had that abortion. Only his sister and that did. But but it was my way of coping with it, if you know what I mean.
7: I do not. I do not mean. So, are you saying, Anne, uh, that the abortion was um, a way of punishing this person?
27: No. Well, he never knew about it. So, right. as my as my counsellor said, well, he never knew about it. So. But psychologically in my head it's like, well, haha. I mean, i was reveal. I couldn't have it anyway. And I didn't want to have an alien inside me either because that's the way I was looking at it as well. But um, what I'm saying is when the things that happened when I was a kid isn't making me go and look at certain images and two, to actually look at certain things. Wouldn't you need a credit card and that to pay to see these things?
7: I don't know. I'm, I, I, having never had the slightest interest in looking at it, I don't know. I, I am no, guess. No. I am guessing that, that there are many websites where you do need to pay. I'm also kind of guessing uh, that there are perhaps some places where you can access that stuff for free. I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah.
27: I, don't, I don't think you'd get it free, but otherwise it wouldn't be on the I think they'd be making money out of it, wouldn't they, by credit cards? So a that.
7: significant number would. I, I would also suspect there are some people who are warped enough that would just want to share that stuff really. I don't know. There are, there are people listening who might be able to, to fill us in. When you hear John Grisham, uh, who is the, the, the American author, who says that, you know, if a guy's a bit lonely and, and if he gets a little bit drunk on a Friday night and he happens to look at child pornography, he shouldn't go to prison
27: then why does it have to be child? Why not adult? <laughs> you know, and it, it, like, I, I would never ever think about doing that with a kid. And I would be horrified to find if I had a partner doing that. I've also, like, I've also had this thing about kids that my, because I had kids myself. But if they ever felt uncomfortable around an adult or something, there must be, a child will have an insight, uh, like, like an animal would, um, I'm not comparing a child to an animal, but a, a dog and that won't go to certain people because they get vibes. And uh, children get that from adults. So it's either kids don't like an adult for one reason or another. And I've always took it into consideration, being a single mother that I was. If ever I met someone and my kids didn't like them, then there's, that's my safety net. But, well, there's no point going near that person because the kids don't like them. Where you find a lot of single mothers out there meat off the net, and they don't care about the children's feelings or the happiness of the family home as long as they've got a partner.
7: And do, do, you, do you think that uh, if, if people um, are caught looking at child pornography online, do you think that you should be an instant prison sentence
27: I think there should be some something put in there because it's, it is triggering off something you know it it will just tr- it, you know things grow inside you don't they so like if you're looking at something and then you it starts going past boundaries past boundaries and past boundaries
7: you know and how you, I mean, uh, and can I ask us how old are you now I'm 46. Okay, because I and so, so the, the the thing at the care, at the care home happened 38 years ago. Yeah,
27: when I, I was eight. Yeah,
7: I can still hear that you, you you sound. I make up from what I'm hearing. Maybe you're just nervous to be on the radio. I don't know. You sound. No. You still sound very. Um, um, I don't know what the word is. Uh, uh, upset. Uh, um, you, you still sound very affected by it. What affects me the most is that when I
27: was 20 twenty three twenty four twenty five they tried the, the area that I was living in when I went to some family center because I was hyperventilating and things I went to family centers for support. When they talked about child when you were a child, child discipline and things like that, when I started to talk about certain things of the home, all of a sudden, I had court cases and two and a half years, I was in court. The kids were on a 28-day care order, interlinked care order, where they have to keep going back to the courts. I had psychology. Why, why were you
7: in court, Anne?
27: Because they were saying, these are, the, these are the grounds, right? They said my dad was an alcoholic, so I would become an alcoholic. I don't drink. I can't handle drink, you know. My... I'm dyslexic myself, so I haven't got the emotional ability to teach my kids English. That's an emotional neglect, and likely, and this is a bit has uh, affected me all my life. Likely sexual abuse because it happened to me. I would then might do it to my kids, or I couldn't keep my kids safe. And um, I've had, I've got four kids. Two of them were on a, a care order until they're twenty-one. And two haven't. The two that haven't, haven't got any problems. The two that were not in social services care and on care orders, both been to prison and um, one of them's got schizophrenia. And Yeah, it's been hard. No, it's it really sounds hard. like it's been
7: tough. And listen, I, I really appreciate you um, uh, being brave enough to give us a call this morning. Yeah. Thanks very much y- for your time.
27: Okay, thank you.
7: Thank you. Thank you, Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. This job never s- fails to amaze me. Prompted by uh, the statement from John Grisham uh, that if, you, if uh, you've you had a few beers and you stumble stumbled across child pornography, you shouldn't um, necessarily go to prison for that. Well, your thoughts, please. Should you go to prison if you look at child pornography? Or, or, or are there, can there be, extenuating circun- circumstances... Can there be a reason you'd look at that stuff and it not be for
6: a sexual kick? 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio starting off this morning in Milton Keynes and Seclo Gate is closed at the moment between Silbury Boulevard and the Avery Boulevard. This is due to a building fire there. The M1 heading southbound, very slow moving between Junction 12 at Flittick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The A414 is looking rather slow moving at the moment in both directions on the sensors and it is queuing on the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also the A 1am looking very heavy between Junction 2 at Wellham Green and Junction 1 for the M25. The M40 on camera is looking slow heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Nicola. 817, it is Thursday the 16th of October, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that Milton Keynes's taxi licensing services was rated as weak as long ago as January last year. This summer, it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered 19-year-old Shahana Uddin to come forward with information. Seven people have been arrested. And Hertfordshire County Council is defending a decision to spend one million pounds on a new website. This compares to a thirty thousand pounds bill for the previous upgrades in 20.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three... Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people... What's your story? Seems there's a
29: law for them, and
24: then there's one for the press, and I disagree with what they're saying. Local views... In some
26: cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties... Has Ken Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse... Local life... Do you want to know how much
27: my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid.
4: Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits? Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith, good morning. Good morning.
7: You're right. Yes, I'm fine, thank you. We have a busy show this morning, so I'm going to ask you to be brief. No, oh, charming. I know, isn't it rude? Mm. Things have changed. I've, I've been uh, up in Salford, I've been hobnobbing uh. with radio bigwigs. You've taught people how to make go- Did it work? <laughs> we we uh, Very briefly, Catherine and I gave a talk at a radio festival to radio XX on how to do radio. And we saw all the people there. It's like big people there. The head of radio stations, Fee Glover and Jane Garvey were presenting it. And we bumped into Fee Glover and Jane Garvey, who I'm a big fan of, big fan. And uh, they said, uh, why did you call it how to do radio? I said, I'm... Um, don't know, it seemed like a really funny idea at the time, and no, it doesn't seem so
17: funny at all.
7: And also, we got told off because um, you, there were screens all around the place, and you could tweet, and if you put the hashtag in, it would appear on the screen. So I was just tweeting nonsense about my legs hurting and stuff. Hashtag Radfest14, and it would appear on the screen, and, and uh, Feed Glover told me off for that as well. Oh, dear. Yep. So it went well? Yeah, I think, I think we'll be... <laughs> Kath, I think we're going to be here for a long time I think we're here for a long time Oh. Anyway, what's coming up on your show today?
5: Coming up this morning on the big phone-in What was your reaction to Lord Freud's comments on disabled workers? The Labour leader Ed Miliband has called for Conservative Welfare Minister Lord Freud to resign after he suggested some disabled people could work for £2 per hour Lord Freud was recorded making these comments at a fringe event at the Conservative Party conference A number of charities have criticized the suggestion that some disabled people aren't worth as much to businesses as the able-bodied. However, right-wing think tank the Adam Smith Institute has defended Lord Freud, arguing that some disabled people are not able to find paid work. So paying them a small wage to top up their benefits may be a positive way to involve them in businesses. Well, from 9 this morning, I'd like your views on this. What was your reaction to Lord Freud's comments on disabled workers? Was he totally out of order? Or was there any truth in what he was saying? Oh, 08459 five nine four double, five, five, double, five. I'd love your call, your reaction at 9. The interesting word there is could. It's could, not should. I'm glad you, got, you, you, you said that
7: because there'll be people saying, oh, this fellow disa- said that disabled people should work for ti-. Well, he's not said should. He said they could. And it was a think tank. I mean, I think it's a ridiculous idea, but it was a think tank. And think tanks are supposed to have ridiculous ideas, then get rid of the ridiculous ones, and, and that's
5: what they're supposed to do. Well, we will debate this yes. from nine, and I will look forward very much to your reaction uh, to Lord Freud's comments on disabled workers on 08459 455 555. <laughs>
6: On FM,
5: AM, online and
6: digital radio.
4: This is Ian Lee.
6: On BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots of comments. Come, we'll, get, we'll, we'll
7: go to Catherine a bit about the text. Uh, lots of comments coming in about John Grisham, the author, saying that uh, you shouldn't necessarily go to prison if you've been looking at child pornography and he's, he, a friend of his was, was just drunk and was looking at it. He stumbled across it. You can text 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 five nine four We'll get to that in a little bit. Before that, the row over the sort of people being granted taxi licences in Milton Keynes just will not go away. Barely a month after we at BBC Three Counties Radio found out a violent serial rapist has been passed fit to take fares, we can reveal that in January last year, MK's taxi licensing service was rated weak, with 81 CRB checks on drivers overdue. It took the council almost 20 months to resolve issues raised in the report. Well, Councillor Rick Brackenbury was the chairman of the audit committee when the report was discussed. Joins me now. Morning, Rick. Morning, Ian. Did you remember this report being discussed?
25: Um, I do, yes. Um, we were, It first came out in January 2013, and it said that the um, uh, the controls and risk management in the taxi licensing service was weak. Uh, it was carried out by the council's internal audit team, and it was highlighted to us as a weak report. But it was really this year um, when it really came to our attention, because it's not unusual for an internal audit service to find issues. That, that's what it's doing. It's doing its job. But what it found was that it, um, a follow-up and actually going back to see whether the recommendations have been been... been implemented, there were serious recommendations that that hadn't been done, and that's when the alarm bells started ringing.
7: The service was unable to support proactive assurance vehicles, drivers and operators appropriately licensed. The current database not fit for purpose. 42 medicals overdue. Um, Taxi Live showed that 81 CRB and 61 medical certificates were overdue. 168 MOT, 182 insurances were out of date. Taxi Live showed driver licences. Expiry dates are incorrect, and that driver... uh, It's not... it's, it's terrible, isn't it? It's awful.
25: It, it's damning reading. There's two serious issues. There's issues over um, over vehicles. Um, you have the uh, of the vehicles that uh, the police pulled over for uh, stops, 10 Valley Police doing various operations. You had about half of them referred for testing and 80% of them referred for testing. You've got to do tests as a taxi driver every um, four or six months to prove the vehicles roadworthy and there were huge failure rates. And you've also got issues, just as you've highlighted, over CRBs, over medical certificates for drivers and because actually a lot of the information was um, got at the application but it wasn't put on the system and the system wasn't being used um, correctly to for enforcement we actually just had no controls over making sure that everything was up to date so
7: This kind of suggests doesn't it Rick that, that there were systematic problems within the whole taxi licensing department
25: um, That's certainly what the report says and as I've said it's the fact that the issues weren't resolved uh, at the follow up at the second stage of audit that's really when uh, alarm bells were set on Committee and at the start of this year when it became clear that the issues just weren't going away, one of my final actions as chair was to was to summon the officers involved to come and explain themselves. Why does it
7: what did they say? Why does it take so long? Surely if they got problems these are these are serious problems. It's not like, you know, oh, you know, someone's got a crack in their windscreen. These are serious problems. Why did they not jump on it
25: immediately? Um, that would have to be a matter for the administration at the time. The council was run by the Conservatives, and um, you're right, I think there's real questions over both the management and the political over. The on this
7: we spoke to andrew geary earlier on he was surprised that the audit committee never raised the issue with uh, with the cabinet
25: um would I'm,
7: that be normal procedure
25: um as, as i've said we we first became alarmed that the issues hadn't been resolved at follow-up earlier this year and we actually um demanded that the officers came to uh came to report to our committee had it become clear that they they were simply unable, either through resource or through lack of will, to deal with the serious issues. Then I'm sure we would have made a cabinet referral and we were very much on track for that.
7: There's, I think this, am I right? Still, maybe you don't know, there's still one point outstanding uh, 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 um, is it the CRB one I can't quite remember
25: um yeah there is um a, a part of the issues is that there's been a, a new database system although any systems only as good as the data you put into it um, as I said in the uh, June the, the officers came and they assured there was only one outstanding point, and there was a further update in September where it says we're just about there but we're still going to review the um uh, the new policy around uh, around taxi licensing around who should be given uh, around who should be given licensing but to go to take what, from a report in January two, for 2013 to still be trying to finish off the recommendations. Now, I, I, I think the council needs to do a lot better at this when public is at risk.
7: Yeah, are, are people safe, Rick? Are people getting in the back of cabs in Milton Keynes safe?
25: Um... As I said, there are two issues. Um, the, the issues that the audit have reported are over the maintenance of vehicles where there were serious concerns and also over the um, uh, the maintenance of driver records. Actually, the individual process for uh, for granting licences was actually given a clean bill of health, believe it or not. They said that when an individual makes an application for a licence, it was processed uh, appropriately. The information wasn't necessarily recorded, which made the enforcement difficult. But interestingly enough, the actual granting of individual licences was not an area um, highlighted as a major concern.
7: Rick, thanks for your time. Thanks for explaining that. It's Councillor Rick Brackenbury, Chairman who was uh, the Chairman of the Audit Committee when the report was discussed.
4: Call 08459 455 555
7: BBC Three Counties Radio there is a, uh, a, a brilliant tweet here from someone called uh, Satan's Thong.
8: Oh, yes, I get tweeted by that person.
7: Just saw Justin with a man who would not let go of his hand after shaking it. Why do people do that? <laughs> I don't know if you get that as, as a woman.
8: Sometimes, you, yeah, you, but it usually means something else.
7: Mr. Shaky Hands, where they just won't, um, they won't let go, and I've had that. I've had that where I was talking to a fellow once. It was literally about four or five minutes, and he wouldn't let go of the hand, and I was laughing because it was just so odd. I want, I wanted my hand back, and he wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> he he was he was uh, wanted ownership of my hand, and really? he, he got it. It's a very strange thing. The uh, the, the, the the long handshake. Who
8: invented that? That's weird, isn't it?
7: Um, no, it's not weird.
8: Isn't it to show you've not got a weapon in it? Yeah,
7: yeah. You Could
8: have a yeah, it's a good way to hold someone no. down while you. <laughs>
7: no, <laughs> Because in stab the... Them no, no. With your sword. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You couldn't stab them with the left hand. The left hand, you'd have a shield, and in the right hand, you'd have your sword.
8: Some of those swords were two-handers as well, weren't they?
7: Yeah. All right, you're not listening. <laughs> stop um, stop playing like your kids. Being Boudica The left... You're not being Boudica The left hand was a shield, the right hand with a sword. So you'd have to... Stop doing that! Oh,
8: I'm not doing anything.
7: Pretending you've got a sword! killing some Romans. So you'd have to put the sword down... To shake hands, so it's, you're showing trust. We're going to put the sword down, put the sword down, the swords are down, we're shaking hands to show trust. So I would say the handshake was invented 11.38.
8: OK, Just you. before lunch?
7: Oh. Hey, Kelly? Kelly? Yes? Peter. I would say the handshake was invented um, in 11.38. Just before lunch!
10: Because
7: <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about the year. I'm not, I'm talking about t- 22 minutes to Shh, midday. Don't,
8: don't ever explain
4: a joke.
6: I
7: have to with mine.
4: Yeah.
6: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
4: BBC
3: Three Counties Radio. Starting in Milton Keynes this morning, rather slow moving on Standing Way at the moment uh, between Newport Road and Junction 13 for the M1. The M1 itself is looking heavy heading northbound between Junction 13 for Bedford and Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. Taking a look so far at the M25, very heavy moving at the moment um, heading into the roadworks area at Junction 25 for Enfield and at the moment it's looking very slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley taking a look so far at the M40 that's heavy on camera from the Denham roundabout to the M25 Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio
6: That's easy for you to say Across beds, hearts and bugs
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley It's emerged that Milton Keynes Taxi Licensing Services was rated as weak as long ago as January last year. This summer it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered 19-year-old Shahana Udin to come forward with information Seven people have been arrested And Hertfordshire County Council is defending a decision to spend £1 million on a new website. This compares to a £30,000 bill for the previous Upgrade in 2010. Three Counties Sports. BBC
4: Three Counties Radio.
0: There's fresh speculation this morning linking Tottenham with a move to Milton Keynes. It's being reported that the proposed temporary move is a step closer. More from Lee Agnew.
20: The Daily Mail says talks have taken place with MK Dons about Spurs using Stadium MK as a temporary home in 2017 while their new stadium is being built. Tottenham would also play some games at Wembley but the national stadium can't accommodate more than a handful of matches due to other commitments. Neither Spurs or MK Dons has made any official
0: comment. Elsewhere, Dons midfielder Deli Ali played for England under-19s in their 4-2 win over Belgium in Luxembourg and Watford's chief executive... Scott Duxbury meets with supporters at Vicarage Road this evening. The question and answer session comes as the club's fourth head coach this season is preparing for his first game in charge on Saturday. The former president of the Ferrari Formula One team Luca de Montezemolo says Fernando Alonso will leave at the end of the season. Sebastian Vettel is leaving the Milton Keynes Red Bull team to replace him as James Allen explains.
18: Alonso wants to win but he's running out of time he's 33 years old and he just doesn't believe that Ferrari can turn it around and I think- think ferrari needed a driver who did believe in the project and would take them forward and in sebastian vettel who's only 27 and has already won four world titles they had a driver who had not, not only time on his side but also
0: for whom driving for ferrari is a bonus essentially bbc three counties news and sports the next full bulletin is at nine
4: if you hear a whisper give us a shout ian lee bbc three counties radio
7: Hard. So uh, we went get, get this right. This is how, how such good friends, Catherine and I. So we drove back from uh, Salfords. Yeah. Uh, the journey took an extra hour because uh, you decided to give Lady Boss a lift to the station.
10: You
8: did. It's your you, car.
7: I was sucking up to her. I want more money. And as we were driving to the station, I saw all the traffic the other way. I thought, oh, blimey, we're going to be stuck in that. So we got stuck in that. And then... Uh, it I was, kept your
8: spirits up
9: though, didn't I? Oh, you really my got on my nerves. Talking.
7: And then you wouldn't shut up. I kept saying, go to sleep, Kath. Go to sleep. The drug should be working by now. Wow. So then, we, we did, then it was really heavy rain. Then we got stuck on the M6 for ages, and I turned the engine off. And then my sat-nav took me the most mental way. Instead of going down the M6, and I think it's M42 M1, I think, it just took me, it took me through, like, the countryside. We went off the M6, took me through the countryside. It
8: through Cheshire. It was bonkers. I've never gone that way. The car drives just anyway. a lot, obviously, back to my roots and all that stuff. I've never been that way before. I didn't know where we were.
7: It took us five hours to get home. And I say get home to get to Kath's home, and then I had another half hour to to drive to Lucy.
8: Moaning about, I gave you a bag of crisps and a drink of well, water. Well, this is it,
7: right? And uh, where's we got there? All we'd had was a bag of Haribo on the way down, and I, I was, one, the, one and a bit. Okay, four over the course of two <laughs> days. But at uh, the last half an hour, I was having a bit of a whitey. And I was feeling a bit lightheaded and a bit faint. I said, "Oh, Kath, I, I, I know it's I late." Happen to meet your buddy? So it it's a bit late, but I couldn't get something to eat at your house, could I? She says, "Well, I can give you a pizza to take with you, but it won't be cooked." I said, no, no, I feel a really bit faint. I've got to drive, I've got to drive for another half oh, an so hour. i that your buddy? I came in, and do you know what I got given, dear listener? Glass of water from the tap and a packet of bears. Now, for those of you who don't have children, bears are crisps that are basically just air.
8: Yeah, but they're delicious, especially because they're nicked off the children.
7: I was sat in my car... <laughs> <laughs>
8: And that was all she offered me as a mate. No, it's not all I
7: offered. That sandwich was not a genuine offer. Of
8: course it was a genuine offer.
7: So I drove to my hotel room, and on the way I stopped at a petrol station because I saw it was open. This was now quarter past ten at night. I got into bed, half past ten.
8: You didn't eat it in bed.
7: I ate it in bed. You
8: filthy animal.
7: I had a Ginster's cheese and onion (gasps) and a big packet of minstrels
8: for my supper. Boy, am I glad I'm not sharing a car with you this morning. When that Ginster's (laughs) kicks in.
7: Half past ten in the morning. Uh, In In the the night. night. Half past ten at night, my supper was a ginsters and a bag of minstrels. Loving it. <laughs> Busy show this morning. Uh, John Grisham has come out and said something, um, um, well, stupid, I think. I, I, I can't quite justify. Just remind us what he said,
18: Kath.
8: We have prisons now filled with guys my age. This is in America. Sixty-year-old white men in prison who've never harmed anybody, would never touch a child, but they've gone on online one night and started surfing around, probably had too much to drink or whatever, and pushed the wrong buttons, went too far, and got into child porn
7: now i I do believe that there are people who look at child pornography and would never never physically touch a child, but by saying that it sounds like you 're kind of demeaning mm. the importance of those images there are there, there are victims it 's not of looking at photographs is not a victimless crime because it perpetuates the industry well,
8: and you 're looking at someone being abused you 're looking at someone 's life being destroyed, and also you are suggesting to these people who are doing it that that's OK, and that, that, that you, you would like to see more of them. You're, you're fueling a wicked, wicked thing.
7: 08459 four double five five double five. It's a question that doesn't have a particularly easy answer, I don't think, if you really think about it. Should you go to prison if you get caught looking at child pornography? Should that be a prisonable offence? And again, Your Honour, I give you the name Peter Townsend.
8: We've got some texts coming through. Go on. A lot of them don't have names on. I can kind of understand why. I think some of them have forgotten, to be honest. But uh, we've got one through here. And, and this is flying up... You know, the the term I prefer to use is child abuse images rather than child porn child porn makes it sound like something else Um, so they're asking that we use that in future but um, Evan Luton says no 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 you don't stumble onto child porn you must be curious about it Um, and someone else said that um, you cannot stumble upon child porn whether drunk or otherwise explicit material is blocked by the recognised search engines Um, we've also been asking that that question on on Facebook and we've got quite a lot of response on that too Um, Jill says on the fence with this first thought is hell yes then I thought, if we watch someone being murdered, does that make us murderers too? I'm
7: confused. Uh, no, but I don't get the I don't get the comparison. I don't get Is the comparison. Is there an
8: underground circle of people who murder people for fun? If you were watching that, yeah, you would be complicit. I think.
7: Yeah, you wouldn't be a murderer, you'd be complicit. That's the word. Thank you. Yes.
8: Um, I've surfed the net plenty of times after a few drinks, says Maria, but I've never ended up on a child pornography website, and I'm fairly certain most people can say the same thing. There's never an excuse for this behaviour, and after this article, I'm surprised at John Grisham. I thought he was an intelligent man.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to Google child porn. Let's just see what comes up. Oh, don't. No, I'm going to do it, because I I don't think it will... It won't come up. Uh, John Grisham is the first thing that comes up. Child pornography, Wikipedia, John Grisham, John Grisham, John Grisham, John Grisham... Uh, Watching child porn, that doesn't make you a paedophile. John Grisham. It's all John Grisham. It's the first page of Google. There are two that aren't.
8: Look, I mean, the consensus on this on the Facebook site is is that um, there's no excuse for it and you deserve what you get. And actually, yes, you should go to prison for it.
7: And then if you click on images with that... um, there's there's nothing there's there's, there's nothing you you so really you need to go out of your way you re- you you don't just stumble on it you really have to um, be looking for something you really have to be a member of uh, I would imagine of some yeah. very specific websites that uh, condone and encourage that kind of thing but should you go to prison for looking at it I don't but my again my initial knee jerk my knee jerk reaction which sometimes has some merit generally doesn't is yes of course you should but uh, I mean, the, what was Pete Townsend's argument? He was curious because he, he was it,
8: researching for a book.
7: He was researching for a book that did eventually come out. He was curious because he felt, and has said a long, for a lot of interviews, he's felt that something happened to him as a, as a young person, but he's locked it up. Mm-hmm. Now, we spoke to, and was it Anne earlier on who said you'd never forget? Anne hasn't forgotten in her case. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, people do forget. It's a coping. It's, it's survival a, instinct, it's isn't a it? survival instinct. It's a survival instinct. You can, amazingly, you can forget. You know something that horrific and that horrible happened to you as a child. It's it's the, w- the way that some people cope. It, they block it out, and they may never remember it. They may have been triggered by jimmy Savile, the Jimmy Savile case, or they may be in therapy because they're, they're feeling depressed. And then after a little bit of probing, it comes out that something happened to them as a child.
8: Look, that's got to be the minority of people who are accessing these websites, and I I, I really do feel that it needs to be a deterrent. There needs to be a deterrent there.
7: 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us uh, a call on that you're more than welcome the other story we talked about is uh, Richard Madeley, uh, Judy Finnegan and their daughter Chloe Madeley, there have been apparently rape threats, it really is quite an adult show this morning, I know we've had a couple of people who've been uncomfortable with it but um, there have been uh, rape threats apparently, allegedly made towards uh, Chloe Madeley, I've only found one I've kind of skimmed all of the, the stories in this, I've only found one, and while it's thoroughly unpleasant, I do wonder, I do wonder if we are, um, jumping on the... Uh, OK, yeah, jumping on the troll bandwagon. Trolls are very fashionable. There was that that, that lady, that uh, Carol, Caroline Preaz... Perez-Criado. Who... um had some very unpleasant things said about her on Twitter, and then uh, um, um, uh, she said some really unpleasant things about me. wasn't to the same level, but she said some really unpleasant things about me. So uh, d- 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 we kind of—I don't wonder if there is a, a, a troll bandwagon.
8: I also wonder whether some well-known people need to rethink how much access they give the general public. That is a direct line to your soul if you're not careful. If you don't see it for what it is, um, and I wonder whether you know. Effectively giving someone your email address by having a, a Twitter, web, a Twitter um, account that you run yourself is a good idea.
7: So I had some horrible stuff, and I toyed with the idea of coming off Twitter. But for me, for me it's really, really useful. Mm-hmm. It's really useful because I can apl- I can plug the show. We can get stuff for the show. I can get help. It's, it's a useful thing in this kind of industry. But it's um, it's a luxury. It's not a right to have that. And it, it, if it became too unpleasant. I could live without Twitter. I could live without Twitter. But should someone, should someone be chased off Twitter then because of? Oh, it's only, do you know what? Flipping it. It's only Twitter. It's only mm-hmm. Twitter. I can't be my 41 year old man d- debating the. D- tw- it's only Twitter. It's for people to send messages to each other. I used to argue with those idiots. Now I just block them. Yeah. If it got too unpleasant, if I was getting 100 hate messages every day, I'd, I'd probably come off it. It doesn't matter. It don't matter, Richard. It don't matter, Judy. It don't matter, Chloe. I mean, it's horrible what they said listen, to me. Listen, my daughter. dad would
8: be furious if I was getting that Course. sort of stuff. I can understand why Richard's speaking out about
7: cool. it. I, I can completely understand it. But, um... Oh, it's only Twitter, innit? 08459 oh, five, 455 555. Justin! Hello, Ian. It's um, kind of been an adult show this morning. Mm. And I know a couple of people have been unhappy with that. Well, hey, listen, we talk about the news stories, in it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, John Grisham saying uh, that a friend of his is in prison for looking at child pornography. He shouldn't necessarily be there. We're asking this morning, should you go to prison if you look at that stuff?
17: Yes, um, it's a fascinating debate. I have to say, on the streets this morning, um, talking to people about this, um, I've had all sorts of abuse myself for for simply going out and asking these questions. People felt that wasn't appropriate, but I've got a a fascinating clip coming up here of somebody talking about this, and for anybody who says you can never stumble across it, I think you might want to listen to this. Here's what happened earlier on. So let me ask you this first of all: um, Do you think anybody who's caught looking at child pornography should go to prison? Yes or no? Yes, totally, 100%. Okay. Secondly, and again, you go online quite often. Is it ever possible to stumble across child pornography by mistake? Uh,
12: like if you're searching any music, for example, any any documents. Just for example, and like bang, you know, just the pictures, the window, yeah. And I was shocked, like wow, how it, how it's possible. I tried to disconnect straight away. You know, I'm not, not from England anyway. I'm immigrant. Like in my country, I didn't see that kind of stuff, and I don't know how turn it off, 100%.
17: Now, what you saw you say w- w- was just an image it wasn't a video it was an image but when you saw that on your computer and as you say you clicked on it straight away but you would have got a, a glimpse of, of what you saw how did that make you feel when you saw that on your computer screen
12: actually very bad this is like i don't know how to say it's very bad and very bad feelings what what you can can feel if you see like children some you know what i mean yeah very yeah. Very, very interesting very, very very interesting thanks for your time
17: really appreciate that
7: uh, yeah, um, um... What's uh, uh, um, happened to him? Yeah, I'm
17: not, uh, I'm not convinced. According to him, he yep. was simply going online and he was shocked. Uh, as he mentioned, it might be something to do with his, his computer. I don't know, he said, but where he comes from, he's never come across that before. Yeah. When he went online, he was shocked. There was an image, there was in a box uh, in the corner of his computer screen. He could have clicked on that straight away to see indecent images of children. It made him feel utterly sick.
7: Mm, OK, well, well, you know, that, that's his story. It's an interesting one because it constantly comes back to Pete Townsend for me. Mm.
17: Yeah, I, I, personally, I mean, m- m- my personal view is... Uh- Uh, It's never happened to me. It really has. I don't know anybody else it's happened to. How you can go online and accidentally stumble across this material. Surely, surely you've got to go looking for it. Even in the case of that man there, um, yes, an image popped up in one of these pop-up boxes, but he clicked off it straight away. If that comes up on your screen, you know what that is. He knew what that was. Did he click on it? No, he didn't.
7: Justin, cracking stuff as always. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455555. Did did you have any um, uh, empathy for what John Grisham has said? That men can get a bit drunk and a bit lonely and, you know, they go a little bit too far and they end up looking at indecent images of children. Can you buy into that? Uh, Hey, listen, man, if you've done it, I know that we will get no calls on that. You never know. If you've done it, give me a call and let me know why. 08459 455555. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel.
6: Here's Nicola. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio queuing at the moment on the Great North Road, heading southbound, approaching the Black Hat roundabouts. Taking a look at Milton Keynes, still rather slow on standing way between Newport Road and Junction 13 for the M1. Having a look so far at the M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing between junction 21 for the M1 and junction 20 at King's Langley also looking rather heavy anti-clockwise between junction 19 at Watford and junction 16 for the M40 the M40 itself that's looking heavy on camera heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25 Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio
7: Nicola thank you very much It is Thursday the 16th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that Milton Keynes Taxi Licensing Services was rated as weak as long ago as January last year. This summer, it was revealed one taxi driver had been working for three years despite having a conviction for rape. Police in Watford are appealing for friends of murdered nineteen year old Shahana Udin to come forward with information. Seven people have been arrested, and Hertfordshire County Council is defending a decision to spend one million pounds on a new website. This compares to a thirty thousand pounds bill for the previous upgrade in two thousand ten coming up we 'll have more of your phone calls before that though before
6: that though let 's get the weather with Georgina. <laughs>
23: Beds, hearts, and bucks. Weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
23: Good morning. It's a fairly bright start for many of us this morning, but a bit of mistiness in some spots. However, the cloud should break up, giving us sunny spells certainly by this afternoon, along with some scattered showers. Um, this morning, though, this band of showery rain pushing northeastwards will probably get a, give us some bits and pieces there, and with highs of 17 or 18 degrees Celsius. Tonight, we've got some heavy rain coming up from the continent, and some showers behind it, with lows of 12 degrees tomorrow a chance of showers but otherwise it's going to be quite a bright day actually clouding over later on though as we expect light patchy rain through the night and we continue with this rather mild weather so highs of 18 degrees celsius tomorrow and quite muggy through the night and rain is expected over the weekend as well um, especially on sunday but potentially on saturday too it's certainly going to be unsettled that's your latest forecast
4: Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Red. Right? I've got some great interviews coming up. He was in the
7: trenches in, in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how
15: far we've come with the company and we love it. We love every day that we do the cakes.
9: Nick Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in, in a way that is a living, breathing legacy. Got a strong local link, hasn't it? A strong local link. Amy Merritt. she's originally from
13: New Zealand, now settled in Buckinghamshire.
4: Nick Coffer.
13: I think it could be brilliant.
4: Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555.
6: BBC Three Counties
7: Radio. Ah, yes, sir, we have no bananas. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 12 minutes of the show left. If you want to take part, now would be an excellent time to give us a call. We're talking about John Grisham and uh, his statement that you know, hey, there are too many people in prison who have just got a bit drunk and they were looking at um, child pornography, and uh, they shouldn't have got arrested for that. What do you reckon? Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Andy's in Leicestershire. Morning, Andy. Good morning, How are you? I'm all right, thank you very much indeed. I've just found out that my wife isn't particularly well, so instead of going home for the cheeky little doze, I'm actually going to go home to take my youngest swimming, and uh, half of me is dreading it, but half of me is thoroughly excited by the prospect. So, that's not bad news. What have you got for us, Andy?
29: Okay, I think... I mean, I'm in the IT trade, so there's 2.3. The second one I'll come to. Now... I think that that lady raises a very relevant point about the whole, you know, is it okay to watch people getting shot? I know the computer trade very well, and I know for a fact on YouTube there's plenty of videos of people getting killed, mutilated, all this sort of thing. The crime for that is higher, maybe wrongly, than for abusing a child. So therefore, if you're watching a child being abused then you can go to jail and surely if you're watching someone getting murdered or mutilated you should also go to jail. I wonder
8: whether it's a difference because it's an an industry the, the child abuse imagery industry and by putting your credit card on it you're actually encouraging someone to carry on
29: doing it. Well you say this about the credit card thing but I can you know I've been in the trade for so long and I've repaired so many computers thousands and thousands of computers and I can tell you now that there are plenty of times where people stumble across things. They come in in absolute panic, and they literally, and you know, these, these people, they could be a 70, 80 year old woman. It's, you know, that's not going to fit the clientele for serving for that sort of thing. They've had a pop-up come up. We've had, we've had them where they have a wallpaper comes up on their screen. It locks the whole computer off. A photograph of them. At the, taken from their web camera and it actually says on the screen, if you don't pay this money we're going to report you to the police. For oh, that jobs.
8: sounds like a
7: scam. But, but Andy, we, this is the, the, the thing, you can't just stumble across these images, can you? You can't, but you can have pop-ups and websites regularly reg-
29: especially in the porn industry websites regularly get hacked and they will force people to a different pop-up. Where that pop-up is, is depends on you know it could be anywhere so if it's, if it's sending you to a disgusting site then you know it's not that person's fault although people say no smoke without fire so you're in trouble aren't you
7: Andy stay there because John you, you've called in you say you can just stumble across these images
2: yeah, uh, yes you can um I mean I've never done it myself but there's people who are trolls I mean following on about your point earlier about trolling an extremely effective way to troll someone is to gather together porn, child porn, and post it on a forum that they access or, or post it to their Twitter um, so you can be deliberately targeted by people who are, who want to make you look
7: at this porn. So that's kind of what you're saying, Andy. That, that, that it, it's, it, it's a malicious
8: sort of almost... Well, in some cases, you said scam. You have to pay to be able to get, get out of it or something.
29: Yeah, in some ways, it is very, it's a malicious scam. In other instances, you know... It's a case of people hacking. It's the same sort of people that make computer viruses. They're also hacking websites. Mm. The porn industry and, you know, the porn side of the internet is where 99.9% of the viruses are. That is absolute fact, you know. 99% of the time, most of the computers have come through from, you know, a certain type of age group, whatever you want to call it. Uh, John, they're, did they're you... they porn as well as virus. John, did, did you say that this has happened
7: to friends of yours?
2: um well yeah, i I've, I've been viewing sites i've been viewing um forums actually about uh, cars like a, a car enthusiast forum someone's got into an argument with someone on there um and just derailed the thread by posting lots of images of child porn and oh, you know i saw that um you know, and, and immediately sort of closed it down and everything. But, you know, it is possible to see it without intending to see it, is my point. And it doesn't even have to be a virus. It doesn't have to be a hacker. Like, That's someone can right. legitimately just post stuff on a public forum, and there it's, it's there for to see. I mean, it gets taken down, but it doesn't get taken down instantly.
29: It's absolutely right. It's also, you know, it's also been the case where people have clicked on A-window to surf for one thing and something else, something completely other pops up. It's not coming up on the same website. That's where people are getting confused. It's coming up because what's happening is lots of pop-ups are appearing on your computer as everyone's had pop-ups on their computer maybe advertising something else. But within certain industries, certain relevant pop-ups come up. So, you know, if someone's surfing for a then in the the pop-up's mind, it's relevant and therefore they could be forced to these sites and it is awful, it's disgusting and it's wrong
7: but it happens. Chaps, thank you very... Andy, did you have another point? Or did we get to it? That was it. That was it. Brilliant. Time, yeah. All right, no, thank you. Andy, <laughs> John, thank you very much indeed. 08459... It's really
8: interesting, isn't
7: it? 455555. There are some pretty um, murky things on, on YouTube. They get taken down eventually, but you could upload anything on YouTube, and it would certainly take a while before it would uh, it would get taken off.
8: I still wonder, though, whether that, that deterrent needs to be there.
7: What, the threat of prison? Prison,
8: yeah. I think it does.
7: But, but then how do you... You know, if, 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 if you're John and you're in a car forum and those... It, 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 yeah, but that's
8: seeing it and yeah. not looking for it. You know, I think if it can be shown that you've been searching for it,
7: which is what, right, what talking about... Well, if what Andy says, then, you get, you get maliciously attacked and it gets sent to your computer, how do you prove that that was 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 sent to you. And, uh, whoa, you know, Gary Glitter's in PC World going, whoa, I, 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 I don't know how that got there, fella. I was hacked. Someone someone attacked me. I
8: would hope that the police would be wise to these scams and I would be, hope that the police would be wise to these pop-ups.
7: You would hope? do wonder, talking to the police sometimes, you do wonder how technologically minded they are. Yeah,
8: mind you, I wouldn't want that job. I wouldn't want to work in that department.
7: Ruth's in Letchworth. Good morning, Ruth. Oh, hiya.
14: What would you like um, to say
7: about John Grisham?
14: Well, uh, I can't sound the bloke anyway, but would he be saying this if it wasn't his friend? I mean, these so-called innocent uh, sites where uh, these innocent blokes are supposed to be looking at, would he be saying if it wasn't his friend? Why didn't you say it before his friend was
8: caught yeah us just um just back just to backtrack a little bit because people might have missed it john grisham said he had some good buddies who'd who'd been caught out in a child and i'm using the quotes porn because it's child abuse imagery uh, scam so he has some sympathy for it because he thinks you know this was a decent kind of guy who just stumbled into something you kind of want to think the best of your friends though don't you yeah
14: you think so but i was a child of abuse from five to eleven years old and i come out of it at the other end but it's absolutely awful in that lot, but um, having said that, um, me and my husband, we got a really good uh, relationship, strong relationship in that lot, and we together look at porn, even on sites and that lot, and we have never, ever come across child porn, and that, it's never popped up with anything like that, it's never never come up sort of thing, and even if it was, we'd bleach uh, straight away, but we've never seen it, never seen it ourselves. So you,
7: I you, think it's just... you, and bearing in mind we do have young listening, you, you look at um, uh, the, the, the uh, adult pornography as, as a couple?
14: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. It's what keeps us alive. We've been together 20 years, married 20 years. It's what keeps like, you alive? Well, yeah, I mean, some, sometimes marriage gets a bit stale on that look, so... Just a, minute, um, it a, little
7: bit, a little bit of fun in the bedroom?
14: Yeah, this is. Yeah,
7: and, and you've never had anything uh, that, that I- illegal just kind of accidentally no, pop never, up. No, never
14: seen anything like that. I mean, we go through all kinds of um, like different sites. but We've never seen anything like that, and I've never seen any pop up things, or anything like that sort of thing. And um, me and my, me and my husband, we're quite uh, like quite vigorous in that sort of thing in the bedroom, that sort of thing. Uh, but vigorous. Well, quite. Um, uh, well, quite, quite, you, you, <laughs> quite, quite excited sort of thing in that lot, but yeah, um, well, it's never, but we've never. So uh, you look at all that stuff. Other. You, you look at all that
7: stuff, you've never seen a pop up. No, never seen one. You're looking at the wrong stuff, then Ruth. Thank you very much indeed. I uh, I appreciate that. To, uh, I, pre- decent, um, I mean, gosh, that, that went, uh, you know... That well, uh, a, a in d-
8: direction I wasn't expecting.
7: <laughs> well, <You laughs> that's why they're looking at that stuff. Stop it. Um, uh, isn't it amazing? Thank you, uh, thank you so much for that. Sorry, look, our tongues are in our cheek because suddenly it, we become 15-year-olds uh, and we're sniggering behind our hands. It, 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 it never ceases to amaze me uh, what people are prepared to reveal to a stranger, to a bloke they listen to, you know, a bloke and a couple of women that they listen to... Well, good knows what they're up to when they listen to us. You know, it, 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 it's, it's what keeps them alive. Is <laughs> <laughs> I've become 15. Good for them. Uh, lo- lots of people do it. Lots of people do it.
8: Consenting adults and all that.
7: Exactly. Yeah. Listen, if you want to be rigorous in your bedroom, then... Uh... Or vigorous.
8: I was a bit worried when you started reaching around for other words for it, but uh we managed to get through it and it's two minutes to nine.
7: And guys, I think we we just we just about got away with it this morning, didn't we? It looks like we made it uh once again. We're gonna record the uh, podcast links immediately after. I'm not going for a dose. My wife's not very, very well, so I'm gonna go and take the youngest swimming. Brilliant. Which I'm I'm really looking forward to. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um so you know. Anyway, uh, but we're going to do the podcast links. Kelly, if people want to find the podcast, and boy, oh boy, we've probably had over a quarter of a million downloads now, which is pretty cool. Where would they go to find it, Kelly? Uh, Bells?
9: Many ways. You can go on iTunes if you like, but the best way is to, if you just search BBC Ian yep. Lee Podcast, yep. it will come up.
7: Yeah, or the best way is to go to iTunes.
9: And leave a really nice...
8: Comment. Comment, and maybe five stars. Don't do four
7: or three. Why would you do? Why, why would you do four stars, man? What? Uh, what? Uh, what?
9: more can we give you, people? They're just saying and they really liked it, but there's room for improvement. Wow. Well, you just
7: have you said Ruth talking about her husband's pop-up? What
6: more do you want? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Milton Keynes, still looking quite heavy on Standing Way in both directions, between Newport Road and Junction 13 for the M1. Taking a look at the M1, heading southbound, getting reports in it being partially blocked, between Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Um, this is all due to an accident that's happened there. Very heavy on the M25, heading clockwise around Junction 25 for Enfield, where some roadworks are taking place at the moment. And taking a look so far at the Metropolitan Line, my delays between Harrow-on-the-hill and Oxbridge This is due to earlier signal failure. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you so much, Nicola. Thank you for your calls and uh, again, you know, thank you for your honesty and uh, we've heard some amazing stories from all ends of the spectrum. Don't I sound uh, a little bit up my backside? Well, you know, I'm grateful. Hey, listen, we'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us,
6: ta-ta.
4: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone in. What was your reaction to Lord Freud's comments on disabled workers?